excited to go through tonight's racing, Anaheim 2. Uh, this is going to be the fourth round, and uh, we missed last weekend. I was actually at the event. You were going to go, but some last-minute things came yep. up. You didn't make it, but um, we're stoked to be back doing this, and a lot happened in San Diego. Man, it was really fun to watch. Just to, first time I've watched a Supercross in a while. I didn't watch that many last year, and to just sit and take it in and be a a viewer like you guys that are tuning in we appreciate it i had the perspective you have of watching it and thinking about well, what can i add to it what can we talk about that would you know help you guys see and hear a little bit more and uh it seems like by you know that round now you're starting to see the the layers are coming off you're starting to see who's fast who's going to remain fast who's a title contender so if you put like the 10 guys or or so on a stage and then start pulling the guys off that probably won't be there at the end. Like, who would be the final four? We're starting to see that shape up now. That's what, that's what I saw in San Diego in the 450 class. And I think, for me, the biggest uh, eye-popper was Jason Anderson. And maybe it shouldn't be, but he went by Eli Tomac and was headed to the front, yeah. like, blazing quick. And obviously he had his issue with something with the radiator there, and, and uh, that was a had to yeah. be a pretty wild situation with Eli going back by him, just probably laughing, yeah. you know. Uh, interesting for Eli to get passed by the bike he used to be on yep. and then to be maybe laughing like you said not laughing but well you know hey I've been there <laughs> um, impressive for Anderson to keep his cool and to change his lines and be safe in case something weird happened because it's hard to tell exactly what's going on the bike's running different and as soon as he started taking different lines I knew he knew that I got to go into be careful mode and he salvaged it and when the way you look at the points now it's like they're still so close it's, it's like round one again now, but um, the nerves are gone, and they know where they, they stand. That's right. And I, and I think that there's still – maybe there was ten guys who really thought they could win Anaheim 1. Mm -hmm. I think we're down to still only maybe seven, yeah. which is great. You know, I think yeah. there's still legit seven guys who believe they could win tonight. Right. If, you know, if Stewart won one, I wouldn't be surprised. If Webb won, if Barsha won, I mean – there's plenty, yeah. you know, besides the guys that already have. And Sexton is impressive. Watching him in practice today, just in the live time, he just keeps jumping to the top. He's the fastest. He proves, like uh, Cincerello did last year, that any time, pretty much at will, he can just lay down the fastest lap, and somebody will come up and beat it, and then he'll beat it again. So he's got the speed. Now he's got a win under his belt. And we talked about, like, once he got a win, he's going to be dangerous, and he's fastest again today. And probably thinks he should have won this the first round i think that he wishes he could get that one back yeah. and be a little more patient um i'm always curious when a guy gets his first win like that the confidence immediately builds you and i both won a race and like for me i i would go to my same test track i'd always went to mm -hmm. and would be a second or two a lap faster for no reason yeah just because now you believe it yeah you're not crossing your fingers and you hope so and it's all going good and we'll see it's like no i i I already know how that can turn out. I've experienced it, and probably Anderson would have caught him if he didn't have a problem. He's got the speed. So what enabled him to go fast was there was a lot of time in San Diego where your wheels were on the ground. And when your wheels are on the ground, Anderson's fast. He can just lay the bike over, sit high on the seat, a lot of body English, and make progress. But tonight's track, they're going to be doing a lot of jumping like they did in Oakland. He won there as well, but... I think what I'm getting at is that he can go fast in a, any kind of a track. And it's just up to, like, uh, can he get the start to run with Sexton? Because Sexton's starts have been really impressive so far. 
Yeah, that's obviously going to be a huge factor all season long if everyone stays healthy is where do you start. But that's another thing that's impressed me about Anderson. He's the one guy I've seen come through the pack yep. consistently both times that he got knocked down or had a bike issue. Yeah, the uh, the Yamaha guys too, the uh, Eli and Ferrandis, I was thinking they would be a little bit stronger in the first couple of rounds. They showed up in San Diego, and they were fast again today. So, um, Moseman is... Yeah, there's a lot. Both, I mean, we got the 250 heat on the line here about to go. Uh, there's just so much to chat about from San Diego. We can come back to it. But again, talk about that first win and that momentum that builds. Michael Moseman's been so close so many times and finally got it done last weekend. That could affect him tonight. And, and, and I was impressed with like how he responded to that. The way that he acted after he won... Um, it wasn't like a big, you know, chuck the bike and jump up and down, hoot and holler. I mean, he was stoked, but um, he, he had a lot of composure, like he expected to. It was no surprise. 250 on gates down, if you're following with us. Yeah, and the thing that I thought was impressive was his, oh, and he's, gosh, how did he not go down right there? Moseman clips another guy. He stays up. Whoever that other guy was, he did not make it through turn one. We'll get back to you on that. But the thing that was impressive last weekend was he, actually caught Christian Craig in the heat. He reeled in several seconds yeah. on him, and I I didn't think I'd see anyone doing that this year. Yeah, he was putting pressure on him all day, running behind him in the practice sessions, trying to make a move right here. Ooh. Oh, man. Is that, that freeze? He jumped inside. And... Is that freeze out front? Yeah, freeze yeah. is the hardest guy to pass. Well, he he's difficult for the first couple of laps, and as long as you don't have, you know, if you're Moseman right here and you don't have pressure from behind... Um, you don't take any necessary, unnecessary chances because Freeze is going to run you high in a berm and try to pass you right back. Let him get a few laps under his belt. Maybe his pace starts to kind of back up a little bit, and then you can start taking advantage where he can't just respond so quick. How intentional were you about not following David when you were racing? You know, you see here Moseman kind of just staying to the right of him. I mean, part of that's staying out of his roost, but it's also, you know, in places he's so much quicker as you saw him almost jump into him, you know, on that first lap. you got to be a little careful. He doesn't not do something you're doing and you run into the back of him. Yeah, it's a fundamental thing. As, uh, you know, my dad, uh, Gary, he always said, don't follow. Just if somebody has a problem in front of you, it becomes yours. And how can you pass them if you're following? Plus, if you're the rider in front and you got a guy behind you and he's not taking the same lines and you just kind of sense him and see a fender here and there, it makes you a little bit more nervous. So... Definitely don't follow. And you can see Moseman is following that rule. Here in the sand, you're sort of committed, but he even cut the inside a little bit there. Probably dodges roost. Yeah, it's, you know, typically these opening heats, you get a little bit of mud, that roost is going to come up and hit you a little more so than usual. But I think he's being smart here, you know, like he's doing exactly what you're saying. Don't take any big risks. You already got a cushion on third. Uh, Freezy's one of those guys you don't want to take it lightly. When you make the pass, you need to check out yeah, because I, he will come right back inside of you. So it's starting to heat up right here where Moseman is realizing, okay, now now I need to go. And he's he knows he's a little bit quicker. Freeze knows he's a little bit quicker. So Freeze will have to go into more of a protected mode. And then they'll lose that cushion back to third if, if they start doing that oh. stuff. Yeah, like, like that right there. So that's <laughs> the kind of crap that gets him a bad reputation. You know, it's one thing to block a line and protect yourself. He cut from the far left side of the track to the far right. That's just not... It gets a little bit dangerous when you start doing that. And Moseman is... I've seen him be aggressive before, so he's only going to put up with that for so long. Right here in the sand, trying something different, and it was almost just stuck the front end. 
but he's getting a little bit less patient here and he wants to make this happen because it gets irritating when somebody starts cutting across the track in front of you like that and you can't go out and get a good clean lap in and get into your own rhythm. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a guy who's just good enough to keep you behind him, which is exactly what we see happening here. Uh, you, and a lot of times what will happen, you'll get frustrated and end up making a mistake, trying too hard. So hopefully Mosman can keep it together here and find a way around him. Yeah, it seems like he's, I mean, first of all, Freeze is riding well. And if you're behind him, then that's your fault. I mean, the start is free. It's like a free throw. And um, if you can't get it and he gets it in front of you, then you can't really complain. But uh, when he starts crossing lines in the air and going across loop sections, you know, then you, I can see why guys would get frustrated. But props to Freeze for riding well out here. Listen, you, you can't fault him for fighting for position. Uh, that's what That's what they're being paid to do. They're professionals. But... It's that safety thing that has earned him a bad reputation, just making bad decisions on the track, trying to keep people at bay. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see Swole, who got taken out on the first lap here at the first round, up in third. But uh, Mosman, it seemed like he kind of dropped back a little bit and just regathered himself a tad. Now he's going to make a final push. So I'll give you a quick running order here if you're listening. Freezy, Mosman, Swole, Carson Brown in fourth. We got Shimoda running fifth. 36th, Mumford in 7th, Cop and Harrison is our uh, final transfer position right now. Wageman behind him, uh, and he is right on him, but he's running out of time. You know, it kind of I get the sense watching this, Mosman's probably able to lay down a faster lap um, anytime he wants, but unable to make the pass. I wonder if that's... Uh, kind of what we're going to see tonight kind of tough to pass well i i hope that's not the case a lot of times you know these opening heats the tracks groomed so flat and even it's just hard to make up time so the hope is as it breaks down it gets more technical those whoops will become more difficult and we'll see a little bit of separation uh in skill level as we get a little further down this is a little frustrating oh well never mind freezy uh, makes it easy for mosman and tucks the front end after the finish Goes back to third. Swole got by as well. That's oh. the kind of stuff that uh, happens. Freezy after the finish line, coming into the corner right after it. Oh, he caught the tough block. Yeah, the front wheel was starting to wash a little bit and caught the tough block. So it was a little bit uh, simultaneous. But these guys, like I said before, they run real stiff front ends to get through the whoop section. And they don't corner as nice in those flat corners without a berm. Yeah, I, I'm happy to see Swole back as well after that A1 crash. Uh, to me, that looked even worse than Colt Nichols, uh, although yeah. Colt kind of got the short end of the stick on injuries. I'm just happy to see Jalik back. And riding well up here into second. Tonight. Yeah, he's not that far behind, Mosman. I mean, those guys were moving out front, and uh, he's right there. That's good for his confidence. Got to feel good to go like, okay, um, the round one is not how I wanted to start my season, but he gets an opportunity here to go, okay, that's, this is what I meant to do. Yeah, and he's had some flashes of speed. You know, he won a national. Oh, Freezy with a Freezy coming inside there trying to kill him. <laughs> it's the last lap, so I don't blame him. You see there, Swole had to protect that inside. He better keep doing that as long as Freezy's that close. Yeah, here we got trouble. Freezy going inside. He's going to have the inside at the end of this section as well. So, ooh. 
Yeah, more. Swole just left a little bit Swole too much room. Little, yeah, you got to, if, if, when freeze, you got to shut that door completely, right? You leave that thing open at all, he's going to take advantage. Mo's been able to get a little bit of clear track time and put in some laps, focus on just his riding, just his setup, something he can take to the main event. Plus, it always feels good, too. Like, whenever you win a heat, you get to get up on the podium, do a little whip over the finish, yeah, get the checkers. Yeah, it's, nice, it's a nice way to start the night, that's for sure. Freezy gets, uh, gets swole back, takes that second spot. That's impressive. Usually, he kind of just fades back, but sticking with it tonight. And like you said, the track's fresh in the first heat. Oh, look at this one. <laughs> Jerry Robin getting cleaned out by uh, number 84 there. Or 64, I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, he tried to carve underneath, it wasn't there. So this is uh, an interesting start here for Moseman tonight. You know, he continues that win streak, keeps the confidence rolling. What's he going to need to do to beat Craig? Keep the pressure on. Yeah. Just keep, beat him off the line. I thought that last week, the way that he handled practice and was always right with him, and he was close in lap times, a few times faster, um, it seemed, and then the way that he closed in on him towards the end of the heat race uh, on Craig. Mm -hmm. It seemed like Craig was, and I watched his little video, you know, uh, from the, the whole day that his wife does, and it seemed like he wasn't as comfortable going into the main, and so off the start, maybe he was in more of a hurry, and he didn't get the jump. And then going into the first corner, things got tight, and he sort of pushed it in there to like try to make something happen. When, you know, in hindsight, he should have just backed off. But the pressure to perform because Mosman was riding well—that's what Mosman's got to keep doing. What he just did: um, go fast in practice, follow Craig around a little bit if he can, keep winning heats, and get a start in the main. If he can do that, then Craig's got to—he's—he's. He's, got to win this because yeah. even though he's been winning he's been dominant Mosman's not that far behind mm -hmm. and then in this series out west they get a big break a lot of time to think before the season fires up again so uh, Mosman is in this and it must be fun for him you look at the I'm, I mean I'm just guessing the attitude Craig's probably thinking I should win that comes with a lot of pressure and for Mosman it's fun over there yeah. And I was thinking after Oakland, okay, it's not fun. Winning's fun. And then they won. It's fun again. So I think they have the right mixture of fun and get serious and get to work. And, man, that's going to be a problem for Craig, if anything could be. Well, and, and, and looking at Craig's riding this year, to your point, he's already getting a lot of heat. The memes are everywhere yeah. about him being yeah. this old guy in the, in the 125 class, which... You know, I, again, I'll, I'll defend his right to do that all day long. Yes, yeah. it's, it's his career. I understand it. He was you know. away from the sport for a while. So, yeah. you know, when my son was racing, he was in the C class for a while. And people were like, come on. Well, he started late. Yeah. And he didn't ride as much. And so that's where he belonged. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I can see the, the hoopla and whatever. But I, I still feel like what the Craig is feeling more pressure. And it's probably not as fun. Even though he's, it seems like he tries to make it fun. And he's a pretty cool character. Um, Moseman, I think, is having a little bit more fun, a little bit less expectation, and I'd kind of rather be in that spot. Yeah, for sure. And, and to your point, if if Moseman can just keep that pressure on Craig, he's already dealing with the expectation of winning. Yeah. Um, that's the only way. If you let him get a little bit of a cushion, he's not yeah. going to make a mistake right. in those 15 minutes. He's just right. not going to. Um, but pressure him a little bit. Like you said, win the heats. When you're in that other heat and you watch Moseman 
win by five, six seconds, yeah. you see it. You know, I mean, you're watching sitting there on the line. So yeah, you know, there's an interesting thing about Craig who had a big crash yesterday in the uh, practices. He, he it looked like he, to me he jumped too far and he landed into the face of the next one and it kind of jumped in. You know, the way the footage looked, got away from him and then he was just sort of a passenger with a throttle laying on it, and that could have been really bad. Last week in the first turn, the way that all went could have been really bad. And so I think that as, you know, if you're Craig, you're like, okay, I can win this as long as something weird and bad doesn't happen. And something weird and bad has happened two times in a row and he yeah. survived it. So I think if I was him, I'd be like, okay, whew, whew, okay, that's over with. And the worry's gone. Yeah. You know? Well, that one was, that was a big one in, uh, at the press day yesterday. And, um, there was a net behind that berm, and I, I believe without that net, he might not be healthy. Right. You know, yeah. he was going in hot when he caught that thing. So maybe that thing uh, saved its first, yeah. you know, victim. Um, but, yeah, to your point, I think that that was – he was impressive all night coming back to third. Really, you know, kind of a, a humble speech on the podium. You know, I don't know if, that if was you good. watched it. I was yeah. really yeah. Um, impressed with the way he handled himself and just uh, – his demeanor was really good. But a thing I think we need to touch on, Hunter Lawrence was moving. Yeah. He actually caught Moseman, went down the whoops on his own, got back up, caught him again. So I don't think we can write off his speed. Now, has he pushed himself out of the championship chase in terms of points? Hard to no, say. He's still there, but he's got to be flawless. He's got to start winning. Yeah. And he knows that. He's got a separate set of pressure on him, I think, that uh, even you know as much as Craig, where he's just older. He's more experienced. He's expected to go in. Cool looking gear tonight. Yeah, this is some of Troy's new stuff. He's always, uh, yeah, just got neat looking stuff. I'm a big fan of his designs. This kid is just so smiley and happy and humble. Yeah. I really, I really like Mosman. So Craig and Hunter on the line together. Uh, Craig on the inside. They're showing his crash. Bam, yeah. He lands, he jumped too far and landed oh, in the face. Man. So if that, the pole, he caught wow. the pole. I'm surprised he doesn't have a, a bruise or something on his hip or leg because he catches that pole and spins. But imagine if that pole's not there and he's going that fast out to flat. Yeah. You know, he's hurt, I would guess you. So um, very, very lucky to walk away from that. As we look at the start of the second 250 heat here, really it's just going to be, I guess one bummer about this class is the field thinned out so fast. Yeah, you know, that's too uh, bad. Losing Seth Hammaker, who was a podium rider every weekend. Losing Colt Nichols, who I believe would have really contended for this championship as well. Gates down for 250 Heat 2. Oh, somebody's down the first turn. I can't see who it is. Is that, yep, Craig out front with Thrasher right with him. And they're bringing along uh, Walsh, the New Zealand rider. And then Hunter right behind them, sitting there in fourth. Yeah, the good guys are they're all right there. And Hunter's got an opportunity to just kind of scope all that out. He's sitting in fourth, looks like. Third now. He makes it to third, yeah. This Nate Thrasher, you know, this is a kid that showed so much speed last year. I think, including himself, there's a lot of expectation on him this year to come out and just start winning right away. And he's had a really rough year so far. So he needs to bounce back tonight. I would say of all the riders who need a comeback ride, it's him. Yeah, and as long as uh, Craig doesn't have pressure from 
Lawrence, who he was faster than Lawrence all throughout the practice. I mean, one and a half seconds or so of a gap. And after two or three laps, I mean, you've got a huge cushion. So yeah. you'll probably just enjoy this. Oh, man. Oh, Craig wow. just went mock through the whoops and pulls right alongside Thrasher. Craig's speed in the whoops is incredible. I mean, uh, he's putting a little bit of pressure on his teammate. This, it's fun to see these guys. They, they probably practice together a little bit, and they're used to each other. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they are. And uh, for Thrasher, he's like, come on, man, let me have it. <laughs> and he's fighting for it. I mean, Craig has really gotten aggressive on him a couple Ooh. of times. He just came uh, short on that triple into the turn, and Craig goes by. Yeah, Thrasher did a really good job. That front wheel was flirting with the very top of that berm. He could have easily just lost it right there, but he, he kept it on the track. And now he can study Craig, learn a little bit, and that's going to help him possibly cozy up to him on the second place maybe in the main event yeah learn, I've, learn right here i've had nights where you know whether all whether it was all day or just in the heat i'm just not feeling the track i don't have it down i don't feel comfortable and sometimes the best thing that can happen is a guy like craig passes you and you can sit get behind him and go yeah. okay what's he doing how do i figure this out and then you get pulled into his pace you find some of the things he's doing and all of a sudden the track starts to click for you while he was doing that until they got to the whoop section. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, Craig yeah. is so fast. It looks like he's in like the express lane. It's incredible the speed he got. He has. He's got a lot of confidence, and uh, he's good at it. And when you get good at something, you look forward to it instead of worrying about it. Mm -hmm. So he comes out of the corner with just a little bit more speed and just glides across the tops. It's he makes it look easy, and it's. it's just watching the Brock and those guys walk do the track walk. The whoops are huge. They look like jumps. Yeah, well, and it's it's one thing to have the nuts to hit it, but if you watch Christian, you rarely see him make a mistake in the whoops. Yeah, he so does a really not only is good he job. blazing fast, he's very controlled and he's just really good at him. Yeah, technically. he keeps the bike nice and balanced, so the front end touches every single one, and uh, it's spread it out, spread out just a little bit now, Hunter. Kind of where I expected him to be based on the practice sessions today, just always lacking a little bit of speed. The main event's different because the first turn and nerves and mistakes and good guys that get a start that sometimes mess things up up front. And Lawrence somehow finds his way up there always, but, I mean, bottom line is he's just not fast enough right now. And he has his moments, you know. Like I said last weekend, I think he was turning – quick times he was pulling in on Moseman both before the crash and after I think he just takes too long to get going I mean he hasn't yeah. done really that great in any of his heat races I don't think he's won nope. one yet I'd have to double check that fact but um, he typically starts coming on later in the night yeah and I think that that could be some of his GP background those guys tend to be a little more patient where in American racing you just can't seems like he would work on that and I'm sure he's aware and Johnny or whoever's helping him would probably you know, point that out and work on it during the week. But what I noticed today in the practices, watching the live timing, um, it took him a long time to put in a fast lap. Is that right? Like, it'd be four or five laps in before he'd pop up there in the top five or six with a fast lap. And I would change that. Practice is an opportunity to go out and practice what you need to do in the race. Yeah. And when Carmichael and Reed and those guys were going and Stewart were going so fast for a little while there uh they always jumped out and practiced and laid down fast laps right away and it almost looked like they were racing already and they weren't afraid to show each other things they were just trying to get used to what it was like racing 
in traffic, getting roosted and still being able to hit all your lines. It's important to be able to do that, not take your time getting into it. Oh, man, wow. they're showing uh, number 74 dig in here. Is that Kelly? Yeah, that was a big one. He Clip, got out of that really good. Clipped that last awful. jump and, yeah, straight over the bars. Complete somersault, but he, it worked out for him. So yeah, Craig I think, out front, Thrasher second. We got Hunter Lawrence sitting third, Rod Bell, Thompson, Amarine, Blose, Carnell, Woodcock in ninth, and Dylan Walsh just outside of qualifying position in tenth right now in the 101. This Cole Thompson's impressive. Canadian rider. Um, he's had some decent rides this year, and he, he actually looks comfortable and smooth and uh, fun rider to watch. Yeah, I was aware of him some time back, and uh, I guess he left and went to Canada for a while. But seemed like he was an up-and-comer, and here he's getting an op another opportunity to show what he can do. I, I had kind of lost touch with what he was doing and just how good he is, but getting a good look at him here, and he's holding his own. He actually makes the pass as we're talking about him on Rod Bell for fourth. So great ride for him. Craig just doing the same thing Moseman did. He had a little bit of time to look at somebody. It was a teammate. Had to make a pass, and uh, he's just pulling away and doing his thing. It's a good ride for Thrasher. He's sitting only three seconds back, so he's kept him in sight at least. I think the, the time he's losing is right here in the whoops. And not like he's going slow. Craig's just that was nice. On another level. Really nice. The way he got into that bowl turn and just got back on the gas. That's something I always look at. Like a, you know, everyone can go into the corner, pause for a second, and then get back on it. But you can really tell the guys that are fast and really good consistently are the ones that go from the brakes to gas the quickest. They just get right back on the power. And just rail around both horns like he did right there. That was that was pretty nice. Well, and what you see a lot of in Supercross, be, because it's such good traction, you can really ride aggressively and put a lot of effort out. And you'll see a lot of riders in Supercross, you know, work down the straightaway, and then as they enter the turn, they're kind of taking a breath and relaxing. The guys, to your point, who are really quick, yeah, that's time on the ground. They can be going faster, and they're in and out as quickly as they can, and it's tiring. You know, and if you aren't elite level racer, you, you can't keep that pace. Craig, the way he just went across the finish line, just so casual, stylish, handoff, stoked. Definitely on tonight. <laughs> These guys are battling. I think they're both going to make it. <laughs> Let's see. We got Craig, Thrasher, Lawrence. Thompson, Amarine, Rodbell, Blose, Cardow in eighth, and we got a pile up here. Oh boy. Pile up at the end. Cardow in eighth place. I didn't see you get the last spot. Oh, Walsh comes in and cleans. cleans. <laughs> Looks like his teammate. Yeah, that's not how that was supposed to go. No. Well, you know what? It's for the last spot in the LCQ or in the Heat. Yeah, I don't think he meant all that to happen. No. They're going to have to talk that one out when they get back to the pits. But he had a, yeah, I don't blame him for coming on the inside, but they, I think their bikes got hooked together or something. And uh, that, that ended up way worse than what he meant to do. Well, they get another shot at yeah, they'll, the LCQ. Yeah, they'll get a chance in the LCQ. Before uh, he heats up next here, um, what else do you think is important for these guys moving forward? Um, you know, if we're looking at all the championship contenders, Roxton's had a couple of bad rounds now. 
Uh, Eli, I feel like, continues to improve. Yeah. And what's what's interesting to me in the whole plot line of all this is Eli and Cooper, who have yet to win, are still having the best opening rounds they've ever had. Yeah. So even though they are winning, they never win these yeah. early rounds. So normally they're further I think back. I heard Roxon say that after San Diego. He's like, if I would have had these results in other years, I'd be way back. Like, you know, 25, 30 points down. But uh, they're all really close. They all kind of had their mulligans, and everyone's still close. So I, I love the fact that, that uh, you know, there's this many riders. And at the start of the season, you know, we usually say, well, man, look at all the guys. And then it, it kind of funnels down to, like, just a few. Yeah. It's still a bunch. It still is a bunch. I'm still – I don't think we've seen the best of Ferrandis. I think he's going to only get better. Yeah. I think Eli's going to continue to get better. Cooper's going to continue to get better. Marv, at some point, is going to get a win. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's too good not Last to. Last week, I think he left the parking brake on. I don't Some, know. Something yeah, weird, something right? Ha- something happened. It was, he, he took off, and it seemed like it was going to be a top three, maybe. And he was second fastest today, so he probably wants to redeem himself. But yeah, I mean, it just, within a lap, he had so much pressure. And then as soon as that pass took place with uh, Sexton, then he had another guy, then another guy. And he just never got into his rhythm. Just started going backwards. That's too bad. He's definitely better than that. And today, yeah. in the final practice, I think he was second. So he's, the speed is still there. He's just got to be relaxed yeah. and be able to execute that kind of speed when it matters. Hey, if you guys uh, want to send some questions in for us to answer, go to the Whiskey Throttle Show page. You'll find the um, Saturday Night Live icon post. Just go underneath there and, and drop a question. We'll get to those. I want to quickly just thank our sponsors, the folks bringing you uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, starting with Yamaha, uh, bringing you the best YZ, YZFs, uh, leading the motocross lineups, uh, whether you're looking at off-road or kids' bikes and the TTR line, side-by-sides, watercraft, generators, Yamaha makes it all. Uh, we appreciate their support. Uh, get down to your local Yamaha dealer and check out everything that the Blue Crew has got going on, uh, from bike demos to all kinds of support at the track. Uh, they've got oil. They've got all kinds of things. So get down to your local Yamaha dealer and check that out. SKDA, if you guys are in the market for new motorcycle graphics, these guys are really changing the way graphics look, uh, what is sort of the norms for motocross. They've just thrown those in the garbage and started over and really created a new look uh, and a new, I don't know, sort of a, a movement in the, in the sport to design your own bike and yeah. really make it look like anything goes. Yeah, you know, I see I, their I designs. That. I don't know what kind of bike it is. It's the design that makes it and it catches your eye. I think Jerry Robin... Right, he's running a different scheme every week, and it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, they're running some Anaheim Ducks stuff tonight that yeah. looks really cool if you had a chance to see it. Um, but, yeah, go to go check them out on Instagram. Just poke through some of the stuff they've got. Whiskey Throttle Show graphics that you can buy. Um, all kinds of really neat stuff. Uh, so we're stoked to have them on board. Matrix Concepts. Look, if you guys are looking for anything for your garage or pit area, that's where you want to go. All right, These guys are racers who build stuff for racers. And uh, whether you're looking at tie-downs, stands, mats, canopies, toolboxes, ramps, tie-downs, gas cans, I'm missing all kinds of stuff. If you need it to go racing, they make it. Uh, And it's great stuff, so we appreciate their support. Uh, Also, on-track schools. If you are looking at homeschooling as an option, uh, you're somebody who just wants to go back and get your high school diploma, fully accredited school, super flexible, amazing curriculum. Uh, And this is Don Lieb's. Uh, Michael Lieb's mother who runs all this so she's very uh, well connected within the sport understands uh, what racers need and the time that it takes for them to uh, do what they need to do but also 
keep education a priority. Uh, these guys are doing awesome things. They have scholarship opportunities. Uh, so look up on-track schools and check those guys out. And finally, Class X, um, putting together a really fun bunch of races up in the Northwest. Uh, he's got a couple of, couple of different ones coming out. The Fossil Bowl race in Clarkia, Idaho. This is the 500 Nightmare Race, July 16th and 17th. going to be a lot of fun. He's also doing a two-stroke points fund. He's got a GoFundMe. You can go to his webpage. Uh, I think it's class-xmotocross.com. And um, he's giving all the money from this GoFundMe to the highest finishing two-stroke rider in either class. So uh, Stank Dog got a check in San Diego, and uh, we'll keep that going for those guys. So not even a drop of sweat on Christian. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> he just is, uh, he's got a little bit of, well, his dad was like that, but reminds me a little bit of Lachine, mm. where he rode a lot. And I'm sure Craig has put in a lot of work, but um, they seem to be able to do it with a greater amount of ease. Oh, Ford to Heat 1 is ready, and their gate is down. Who is going to get there? It looks like Eli out front, Plessinger sneaks inside of him. Ferrandez is on the inside. Those are, uh, are going to be your top three one way or another. Cooper's tagged right in there. Looks like Brayton inside of them as well. Good starts for Tomac and Ferrandez. Now that right there is interesting, and I wonder how hard they've been working on starts because these first few rounds, that's been their Achilles heel. Yep, I've seen some Instagram stuff of them practicing starts. Oh. Whoa. Jeez, that looked like he about got landed on. Brayton came inside of him there and just about clipped Ferrandez. Yeah, I saw a video of, uh, I think it was Tomac doing a start. And this there's one thing doing a start by yourself is another when you've got two or three teammates next to you, and then yeah. the noise picks up, and you can't hear your own revs. So um, hopefully those guys are, I mean, if I was them, I'd just be going like, come here, come yeah. here, let's do starts. You know, let's do like as many as we can until the clutch is no good. Well, I always thought this was an interesting way to look at it. You know, if you ask somebody, what percentage of the, your race result is the start? You know, you'd hear anywhere from 70% to 80%. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's an important component of the race, right, when you look at your result. And then I say, well, how much time in your day when you go riding then do you spend practicing starts? <laughs> yeah. You know, as a percentage of time. And it's yeah, like, ooh, 5 2%, maybe 1%. Maybe do a couple at the end. That's but, it, right? Yeah. It's I, like putting in golf. People are want to go to the driving range and hit the ball far, go through their irons, and then, you know, you, you, maybe the putting I'll, green, there's yeah. not that many people Maybe I'll there. tap a couple in at the end of the day <laughs> on the way to the car, right? But it comes down to putting. I just watched uh, the, uh, when they, the tournament they had down in Torrey Pines today, and it came down to a putt, make it or not. Is that right? Thing. Yep. Well... Uh, you know, I, it just doesn't surprise me if, if these guys uh, have been working a lot on their starts. Because for Eli, it's been a problem for a while. It could be something in his technique or timing. Um, hasn't really been an issue for Dylan before, but he hasn't been getting good starts this year, that's for sure. So here we go again with, uh, I, it seems like Eli would be a little bit quicker than Plessinger. I mean, he probably thinks so. And Plessinger's riding great. But Eli, again, kind of like, where, are you, where can you pass here? Whoa, so, jeez. Try to create something right there on the inside. Got a little sideways, and, and um, it seems like as long as you're riding pretty decent and don't leave the door open, you can hold your position for, for quite a few laps. Man, what's the difference in tracks? You know, at that A1 round, I feel like we had a lot of good spots to pass, you know, and some would say that the turns were too open, which yeah. allowed you to came in and really hit somebody hard, but that, that creates good racing to me. I think so, too. I think Oakland was okay, but 
last weekend and this weekend, it's just, it's not looking like there's a lot of places to pass in, until, like I said, this gets so chewed up that it just becomes so technical just to navigate the track, then that'll start to separate a bit. That was an interesting, uh, I think it might've been a question that came in when Brock was doing that track walk earlier today. He was talking about how they build the tracks and water them and prep them in such a way that it's at its best and its best raceable and passing uh, condition for the main events. So these heats, eh, I guess, you know, it's, and I think about it a little bit more, it's probably not too surprising to see these guys um, not able to search and find those places just yet, but also maybe they're going, hey, I don't really want to show anybody too much. Just learn. They'll go back to the truck, watch video, and see exactly where they were gaining and be like, oh, I could have got them right there, but I don't want to show everybody that in next heat. Well, how, you know, you can talk about this. You've been in these seasons where there was a lot of depth in your field, and if you're Eli, I've got to believe you expect to beat Aaron Plessinger in this heat. Let's say he doesn't, and you go back to the truck. Does that? How much does that bother you? You know, do you let that get in your head? Or you go, oh, Aaron Road, good, no big deal. I'm going to do my thing. Well, it, if there was a bunch of guys right on their butt, then I would be bothered a little bit. But they're they're running a fast pace, and so, um, man, hats off to Plessinger, my cowboy hat. <laughs> He's riding good. Got the start, so we're seeing how much that matters. And Eli's. He's riding well, and he's in a position that he may be in the main event where he's oh, got to make passes. Made a little mistake that might have let. It. Nope. So it's not it's it's not a bad thing for him to. I don't think that would be in his head at all. It would just be like, okay, well now I know that that doesn't work. That did. I can you know lose a little bit of time, get it right back as long as I do this and pick this line. Yeah. And they they got a big gap over third, so they're going fast enough to not really worry. That's a good point. They are making a bunch of time. Ferrandis already three and a half seconds back. Um, so, and it looks like we lost. Uh, looks like Alex Martin maybe in the sand. Alex Martin's down, but we lost another guy because. Well. Anyway, so now Ferrandis able... third, Brayton fourth, Malcolm Stewart sitting fifth. Oh, it was Webb. He was up there. He dropped back to sixth. Hart Ramped, Anstey Norn is your qualifying positions right now. Man, Plessinger is good in the whoops. He's flying through the whoops. Yeah, he was losing time. I was thinking, oh, now we're going to be able to see what Eli can do with nobody in front of him, and he's not able to really get away. Plessinger is really, really stoked, I think, and it seems like he rides on, like, if he's comfortable, he'll go fast. If he's not comfortable, he's just sort of in the pack. You don't really think much about him, but right here he's, he's probably having a blast going, man, if I stay close like this, Eli, as soon as we come to the whoop section, we're going to close up on him. Then that could be, you know, I've noticed, uh, especially last week, it seemed like Eli's bike is kind of riding high in the rear. Reminds me a little bit of Larocco's. And um, I don't know if that affects him in the whoops or not. You see when he came into the corner there, the back is really high. Mm -hmm. And in the whoops, I don't know if it works as good like that. What, I mean, if anything, that would just weight the front end a little more, maybe let his bike turn a little with a little more front end grip. Yeah, he's probably, he's carving all the corners really nice and probably figures so many 180s in this track that it's it's a better setup and he'll forfeit a little bit of time in the whoops to feel comfortable everywhere else. That's just a guess. But you can see that setup. The bike does have that stink bug look to it. The rebound looks really fast to me too. Watch how when he comes off a jump, how quickly it returns. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys, you can almost watch the tire come out. 
for Supercross, I was like, my rebound really slow just so I never got kicked. Me too. I didn't have the legs to <laughs> correct it if I, if I really got tossed. Yeah, I ran a really slow rebound. He almost looks like it's a motocross setting. You know? I mean, it's it looks really comfortable. Active. See how Doesn't much it he? moves. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the setup, I mean, Eli seems like... Oh, he's, he's making it go fast. Yeah, he looks comfortable. And watching him in the little practice sessions they had out here yesterday, uh, getting the win... Making sure that it was checkered. Sometimes these guys pull yeah. off on the white flag. But he, he looks comfortable. And he looked comfortable yesterday. Kind of. Uh, what happened to Cooper up. Webb there? He, he was up and forth for a minute. Uh, ended up sixth. He still made it in. But that's not a. That's giving him 12th pick to the gate. Yeah. that's Tonight you can probably get away with that kind of a lousy pick. Because it's, a, it's like a 100-yard start. Um, so that won't be a disaster. Cooper is really good at, at kind of looking at the big picture and going like, okay, well, it's just a heat and I got to start over there. That's fine. Um, a lot can happen in the main event. He seems to have his, a really cool head as to knowing, like, look, I'm going to be fine when it matters. Because when you get into the main event, you know, a bunch of stuff's happening in the first eight laps, which is basically what the heat is. And then... There's still a bunch to go. Yeah, the last 12 that count. Yeah, then, so <laughs> that's where he's really strong. When it gets to like the 12, 13 lap range in the main, that's when he starts seeing Cooper. And um, if he's not up there already, he's able to figure out a way to get there. What did you see in that heat race with Eli? Um, you know, I'm watching that and I'm thinking, okay, this is probably the best I've seen him look yeah. so far this season. He was... Not too impatient, but he definitely made sure he was he was always trying to get around Aaron. He did um, put a little gap on him, even, even with Aaron crushing the whoops the way mm -hmm. he was. I feel like this is probably the best we've seen him so far this year. Yeah, he's just building, yeah. building. Maybe, you know, after Oakland, like, you know, this is not, yeah, I won the heat, but the main, where was I? But San Diego was like, okay, all right, we're, we've been doing this work, and this is where we want to be. And to come back and back that up with the way he looked in practice yesterday, he just had a lot of extra body English in the air, and he just looked like he was having fun and in control of the bike. Like, he was riding the bike, not kind of guessing. Passenger. And being safe and just trying to be smooth. It's like he's aggressive now, and he's got that look that he, when he gets it, he's really fast. Yeah, very so fast. If he, all, all he's got to do is put together a decent start in the main. He's a factor for sure. And what do you think he makes of Jason Anderson going by him the way he did? Uh, you know, maybe it, it crosses his mind for a second, but they're busy out there. You know, yeah. as a fan, we can watch that and be like, oh, I wonder if he's thinking this and that. You know, maybe he didn't care. Um, I mean, when you look at the points, he's like, see, I'm where I, this, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what he looked like he was doing yesterday. He's like, I know what I'm doing. I've been here before. I'm Eli. I've won these races. Um, he's led Anaheim before and looked like yeah. he was going away with it. So it's a matter of just limiting those mistakes and trying not to get like a just buried off the start. How much difference, you know, we talk about when Ricky was racing, he would always say the series doesn't even start until we get to Daytona. Yeah. And if you look at guys from the East Coast, um, and you are sort of a transplant, but maybe you can speak to this because East Coast dirt, super tacky, sticky, rutted, it's just a different feel. Yeah. Out here, even when it looks like, oh, that dirt looks really good, and then in times it is. Yeah, but then you see that hard. hard, shiny stuff. There's a base to it that's, it isn't like Atlanta clay. Right. You know, it's just, it's a different type of riding. 
and a guy like Cooper Webb, a guy like Eli, I don't think they love it. They prefer that stickier, yeah. grippier stuff. And so that's why I think there's a something to that when we start getting east, you know, that second half of the season, those guys that come on, I think that's just what they excel in. Yeah, I think Ferrandis will start popping up yeah. in uh, those kinds of conditions. And, you know, you think about, like, uh, with Plessinger and Stewart um, riding at the Baker deal and riding probably and doing a little bit of training together, that's kind of a, like perfect dirt. Like similar to maybe St. Louis, kind of a sandy. It's like your the, your favorite dirt of the year is what they're riding on in practice always. Um, you know, it comes down to what you get used to, yeah. And then being able to adapt really quick. And um, hard pack is like it is out here. Um, to see Eli riding that well on it, that's that's kind of an indication that man, he's just going to get even better. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I say the same for Cooper. So that's why I get really excited about where we're at with this season. Uh, so many guys still in the mix and looking so good. Yeah, Second this is going to be a good up one. up at the line here. And finishing out our top ten or our top nine in that heat. Tomac, Plessinger, Ferrandis, Brayton, Stewart, Webb in sixth, Hart Ramped, Anstey, Norin. So Bogle, Chisholm, Politelli, uh, and the rest of them are all headed to the LCQ. That's going to be a hell of an LCQ. Yeah, they're actually, that might be wow. a pretty good one to watch. Yeah. Eli looking uh, looking comfortable, you know? He's got yeah. a little bit of a smile. Now, I wouldn't say a swagger, but like, yeah, we're working on these things and we're making progress and everything's going like we planned. So, we've got, they're showing some penalties on TV here. Barsha's already got two overly aggressive riding penalties and he's on probation. Uh, he and Bogle had their issues down there in San Diego. I guess that's what we're going to watch right now. So this is how, I, this is what I didn't see. I only saw a photo. So when Bogle went over the finish line there at San Diego, he looked back and was trying to, he, he was thinking that I'm going to do this. And basically they just got their wires crossed. But Bogle didn't know that. When he got into the corner, he was assuming that Barsha was going to do something else. So when he got cleaned out the way he did, he was immediately irritated. And that was a, uh, it takes a lot of skill to be able to take a guy out that good. <laughs> and like yeah. have people go, wait, what happened there? What happened there was exactly what he meant to do. He did it going up that dragon back, checked up a little bit, and then just casually knocked him down. If he'd have looked back and then like, oh, wait, I didn't know you were there. And sold it a little bit better. He didn't sell it. Yeah, no, there was nothing he just, to sell. He just skipped the whoobs, pulled the tear <laughs> off, like there, there. That's what you get, man. But I think looking back, he realized, okay, Barsha didn't come in. I'm not trying to protect Barsha. I just don't think Barsha went in there with like total intent to just ruin the guy. I think they got, they didn't know what each other was going to do. And so it turned out worse, and Bogo was. You I know, think you're being nice. Uh, Justin definitely likes to bring it in hot. Uh, whether he meant to knock him down, who knows. But. Yeah. I don't think that he um, expected Bogle to cut down like that. You know, so. to me, as long as it isn't a T-bone, yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, let them I race. mean, hockey, they, they literally let the guys grab each other's jersey and start just I can't imagine when I was racing, if I made a move on somebody or they did it on me, that I've got to go to the principal's office and explain all that. I would have hated uh, that. Unless, unless you racing. are intentionally taking somebody out and trying to 
use your bike as a weapon, which I could see maybe Bogle in that position. Yeah, I've, I've know, done that, that. That wasn't a racing incident. No, I, so I did the same. I made that mistake in Japan, and it was, uh, it was bad. Yeah. And I didn't understand how I got took, taken out. There's and one of the riders' future ex-wives out there holding the board. 30-second <laughs> card is up. <laughs> Many a good man taken down by those ladies in leather pants. <sighs> if I had to put money on a whole shot here, I'd put it on Sexton. See if he can do that again. Uh, interesting chat with some of the folks. We, we got this 450 second heat about to go here. Card sideways. And gate is down. Yeah, so it's from uh, kind of heard some chatter out of the Honda pits that uh, Ken's been having some issues with his bike dancing in the whoops, like kind of back and forth with the rear end, and they can't figure it out. But they've gone back to his settings from last year when he was happy they've tried all kinds of stuff and kind of sounds like just a little bit between the ears type of stuff you know yeah it's especially when your teammate who's the new guy an upper-and-comer and he's like shining then you start to second guess what your setup is yeah. and well, what's he running and well, let me try that and then i like to get my my bike pretty close and leave it alone yeah Instead of searching, 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 every time you go out there, you're wondering exactly how it's going to handle instead of knowing. That was something Ricky always did. And, you know, he would just get it. He goes, that's good enough. I'm comfortable on it. I'm going to yeah. leave it. And I'll just make it work. It might not be perfect today, but if I get something perfect today, I go to another track. Now it's not perfect. Now I'm chasing it again. He would just get something that was consistent and he'd make it work. And I thought that was, you know... Guys today, it's so common. They're constantly fussing yeah. with clickers and different maps. There's and, so many options to make your bike better um, that, you know, it's... And there's a lot of personnel standing around. I just had my mechanic back in the day and, yeah. you know, team manager and sometimes Roger making a suggestion. But now there's a lot of guys who can do... They can make that bike do anything you want. Yeah. And so at some point you got to be like, hey, it's uh, that's good enough and... Seems like it's good enough for Honda because they're running one and two. And Ken, who looked a little bit tentative, he looks like he's riding carefully. Like he's got an injury and he doesn't want to land hard. He's he's riding along like it's like uh, he's just trying to be careful and um, he's fast now. Mm. So I I think that's really a testament to just how skilled he is to be able to make it look that easy and like he's not going very fast but then he's flying i'm a little surprised i don't see anderson moving forward here he's got uh, mcelrath in front of him currently sexton rocks and mcelrath anderson moosecan and barsha your top six and um no, no knock on mcelrath he's riding great i just expected to see anderson moving forward a little quicker here you know if mcelrath got in like put a 22 on that bike I would think is that's Chad Reed. He looks just like him. Yeah, he does. Look the way so he holds nice. his head in a corner like that, kind of level, his body English. I mean, he's got a really good form. The way he's riding and in a short race like this, he's he's a factor. Uh, I think Anderson messed up one of the corners and went high and and lost that spot. And now he's just probably trying to settle in and um, get into his comfort zone a little bit, which he's hasn't found. No, he looks like he is, he's kind of struggling a bit at the moment, but 
be interesting to see if you can figure out. Behind Barsha, you got Wilson in seventh, Brees running eighth, Oldenburg in ninth, and then a bunch of uh, folks behind them that will be going to the LCQ most likely. Marv really not able to, to do much with Anderson here either. And Barsha behind him. I mean, if, you know, we, we talk about maybe this track is uh, not going to provide the best racing. We might have, that might be the case. Just looks like on a track like this where nothing separates you, it's just freight trains. Yeah. When you got this many jumps, I mean, when you're in the air, you're just like, you, you can't go any faster than yeah. just flying through the air. So the, the more your wheels can be on the ground, flat corners and things like they had at, at the first round and those, those 90s where you leave the door open or not, you got to make a decision. You, you know, maybe the riders don't like that as much, but as a fan, you see more action. This is, uh, till the track breaks down a little bit or the guys start getting more aggressive, it's going to look like a big parade. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's the case. Sexton got a four-second lead over his teammate, already so he is clearly moving yeah that kid is i wish we could be looking at him this is a good battle too but i'd like to see sexton and see where he's going fast or if he's just doing a little everything Whoa. just a little bit better marvin messed up the timing there i didn't know if justin jumped something weird but yeah it looks like marv just messed up out of the turn and lost a spot here we go oh that was sweet. Oh, jeez. Oh. Anderson's <laughs> jumping left and right. Is he going to get it done? <laughs> it looks like he's <laughs> he does a one-hander for I it. I love it. He was left to he's right, back and forth down that whole rhythm, rhythm straight, trying you know, to get McElrath. So when uh, I remember racing against Hannah, and there'd be times where he, he was on like his second, third career, really, and... He didn't always have the motivation he needed to go fast. Oh, Barsha came in and stood Moose can up. That's what happened there. Is that a third rough riding? Oh, yeah. That's why Marvin couldn't jump out. But uh, Anderson, uh, like Hannah, it seems like if you get him fired up, then, oh, no. Then he starts going really fast. And I think he just got frustrated being behind McElrath that long. <laughs> and um, now you see him whipping it, picking up time. Having a little fun. Oh, he's off the oh. track. Too much fun. There goes Barsha. Oh, no, he just lost. There goes everybody. Oh, and he can't get on. Looking for a break in the track. He's gone back to, it looks like... That's a, last week in San Diego on the very first lap, uh, coming out of the right-hander before the triple. It was one of those deals where, like, if you messed up the corner a little bit, you couldn't do it, and Plessinger didn't do it on the opening lap, and to avoid him, he had to jump off the track, uh, Anderson, and did a really cool jump back on it. So he's good at that, navigating tough blocks and yeah. transfers and stuff. It looked like when he here we go when he Sexton. jumped into that pocket, he caught a rut funny and it shot him left. Yeah, shot him off the track. So Sexton looking like when Roxton's on, he's he just looks fast everywhere, and that's how Sexton looks to me. It's not so much like a technique as much as it is just he just looks fast. He's doing everything right. He's got a really good style. Working the bike a lot. Well, his technique is just flawless. His body positioning, watch his feet. He's always on the balls of his feet. His head, his upper body is very quiet. Um, you know, got his hips, you know, with his butt back, kind of hips uh, rotated forward, which, you know, you see a lot of guys with that rounded back. And, you know, if you talk to Zach Osborne, that's what 
basically forced him, him into retirement is, is riding kind of rounded forward. Mm-hmm. It puts your spine in a position that's just not meant to work. Yeah, Sexton, the way he went into that sand section was beautiful. Just hopped in. And when you jump over that first whoop right there and land, you, you know, you're pretty much rolling dice with how that front end's going to react when you jump in there like that. Yeah. And he seems confident enough to be able to just jump oh. in there. Anderson, beautiful! Oh, I got it. <laughs> caught, uh, with a last minute pass caught Wilson Boston. sleeping just a little bit. That'll put him in seventh. They both still qualify, but every. I think he's happy with how he's riding. He just messed up a bunch of times. He'll he'll fix that for the main. Sexton, though, wow, man, no, no messing up. Good start, I figured, and he got it. Makes me look smart. Um, but he's been getting so many. It's I'm really not going on a limb there to say it. He's probably going to hole shot and. That's going to be a big thing tonight, to be able to get the start and get away like that. This guy's really impressed me. And I, I, I look to like seasons like 1993 where you had McGrath. 92, he rode some East Coast rounds on the 250, did well, had some good, decent finishes, kind of like Chase has done. Mm-hmm. And then in 93, when he got that first win in Anaheim, it was like yep. a light switched on. And all of a sudden, he couldn't help but win. Yeah, it was like new sheriff in town. And he just... It was like I'm, he expected to win. When he was on the line, he was like, okay, I've done it. And I kind of knew it was coming. And I think the other guys did too. And once he got it, it was like, well, this is mine. Yeah. And all his mail just got forwarded to the top step of the podium. Now, do you think something like that's possible or is, is the field just too deep? There's too many guys who are going to make their way to the front. You know what I mean? Like Jeremy could get a bad start, have a tip over, and still go to the front. I don't think if Chase does that, He's catching Cooper, Tomac, Ferrandis. We'll see. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. so many fast guys. Yeah, they're, I mean, it seems like Barsha and, and uh, Webb and Stewart, uh, some of those guys are kind of back there, and maybe he can go through them. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see him come from, I mean, if you win one, when I won my first race in Anaheim, I was up front. Brock messed up. I got by him, and it was pretty easy. And, uh, I wasn't sure I could do that again. So when I won one in Washington, D.C. later in the year, I passed everybody and won. Then I was like, okay, I can win these. Problem was I broke my foot in the race, so I didn't really get to go out and expect that. I was so busy managing the injury. But it's different when you win one and you're kind of wondering where was everybody. And, you know, I wonder if I could race with them and still win. Like if Anderson's bike hadn't messed up, and he caught him, and and Sexton held him off. That's a huge confidence booster. He got a little bit of one by winning one, but if he does come through the pack, like you're saying, it would be tough to do. Man, then he's gonna start winning like Jeremy did, I think. Yeah, well, he's I, good enough. The stage is set here for a great main event tonight. I'm, I just hope the track breaks down. I would almost hope they leave it. Yeah, I know. Don't, Don't fix touch it. it. Yeah, let it be Don't rough or it. beat up because otherwise, it's just gonna be another freight train. Um, I suppose we should explain the jersey you're wearing. Yeah. So 20 years ago, right? And uh, kind of, you know, I knew Travis. He's jumped and landed hard. And uh, Travis, you know, get well. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. I was doing TV with Art, and I worked at No Fear for a while. And I knew the designer that was doing their stuff. So I was always kind of knowing what was coming up, and uh, Jeremy was going to have a cool helmet, or this guy was going to be wearing this, it, you know. And I didn't expect this bright gear. And I was looking at the starting line, and I saw him like, what is that? 
because I always look looking at the gear. Yeah. And the, the pan, I mean, just the way it feels when I put it on today, I'm like, wow, this is so bright. And this is what Travis wore in 2002. And uh, he and, and uh, Wyndham had a great heat race where they just had fun out there. And they went over the triples side by side and, and uh, looked at each other in the air. It was, it was a great race. Then he was leading the main event, talked about it on the Whiskey Throttle show, and um, was sort of surprised. Like, where is everybody? Like, I'm up here, and, and he missed a shift. And... I think he still got third, but he probably should have won it. Anyway, this this jersey was just super colorful, super cool. It was a gift. His dad gave it to me and uh, returned the favor a couple of years back, got him a jersey. And um, thank you, Travis. It's an honor to have it, and um, hope you get better. Yeah, if you guys didn't catch his uh, episode of the Whiskey Throttle Show, pretty heavy duty. Uh, six hours, we go through all of his life, and uh, it's, it's pretty... Pretty interesting listen if you're up for it. And he went out base jumping just several days after leaving here. Had a little mishap with the landing. Broke his pelvis and uh, L1 and 2. Definitely going through a a bit of a rehab phase. So it's not even surgery season, Travis, and here you are. Uh, Get better soon, buddy. It was a lot of fun chatting with you, and uh, we're all pulling for you. Great move by Travis Mastrata. And now the crowd comes alive again as they look at each other going over the triple into the sand. Roger DeCoster holding his breath at the two Suzuki's will take each other out. I think he's used Kevin to it now. These guys ride, train together. Kevin's was he sees around the camera stuff. Look at that. Really, his style and the bright, flashy thing for Travis, who just flew into that loop section. He was so fast right there. And then they were, you know, kind to each other. and They had so much respect for one another, and yet they were so opposite. Kevin was like the camo hunting woods guy and, and uh, living in the woods and the beard and whatever. Uh, and then Travis, completely aggressive and would get lapped, according to the way he says it, by Kevin in a 20-lap main in practice. But uh, he's, he had that ability, Travis, to, to react to whatever the pace was and go that pace. Um, he didn't have like a super long career of doing that. But when he was... When he was running, he was running hot and always at the front and exciting. I miss seeing him out there, and, and uh, uh, Stewart was like that too. Just they, they always, they never let you down. When they were in the race, something radical was going to happen. And we learned uh, in this this race that Travis was leading the main event, this jersey. To, we needed like a Travis cam, you know, like a leader cam, but also a, a Travis cam. Yeah. So keep a camera on him because something is going to happen. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember if they had that crash. I don't think they were on it. Well, and it was those tabletops. As you, if if you were watching that clip where he you go on and off three different tabletops, and he caught a neutral right there. Yeah. And uh, he talks about it in the show. He he got up and his bars were bent. And his throttle was a little sticky, so he's futzing with everything. And he takes off and he's kind of cruising. And Larocco goes by him right then. Yeah. And Larocco went on to win the race. And he goes, I I'm so mad at myself for losing focus. Which I, I said, do you have like <laughs> Some kind of ADD. I mean, you 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 have a 10 second lead, and and that's not enough excitement riding in front of all these fans to keep your attention. He's like, I don't know what do you. Yeah, what are you it's hard do? to ride. It, I think it's he likes a challenge, and it's uh, it gets kind of boring when you're thinking, okay, I just need to do what I've been doing for like 11 more laps. Uh, I need a I need something to happen that that keeps me pushing and focused. And he just lost focus, hit a neutral, and. 
yeah, when you when you take a little while to get going and then realize, oh man, if I'd have got going a little bit sooner, I could have won that still. But hey, you know, to crash and still finish on the podium, it's a good job. Good. Yeah. There hasn't, you know, I don't know, maybe we're too close to it now, or I don't know if it's different, but you're right. There was some electricity about Stewart and Pastrana and Jeremy during his heyday. Yeah, um, yeah you knew they were going to, like everybody was watching. You know, from the other practices, people wouldn't just ride back to the pits. They'd go sit in the rider section and watch when Travis was out there and when, when Jeremy and, and uh, Stuart because they just always figured out a way to jump some rhythm section a, a different way, like jump one more or, or hold up here and then jump all the way through. They did something different and exciting. It was always good for the fans. And doing TV all those years, I got to see Travis's career from start to finish. And I got to see Jeremy's career start to finish. Mm. I mean, I'm blessed and super fortunate that I got to see that. You know, I, I raced at a time that I, I'm happy I got to race in that era. But then when I was in the booth doing TV, I got to see these guys and Stuart go through their whole career. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I just, and this is not to be disrespectful to the guys today, but is there someone like that now? I suppose it's different for everybody. I'm hoping, but. yeah. I'd like to see Sexton break out and all of a sudden just be a little bit like what Jeremy was. Um, I mean, I don't know that he's got a whole bunch of flash and, you know, he's going to be some exciting James Stewart type of thing. That's very rare. But to be dominant, I mean, Jeremy was, he didn't do anything super amazing and the knack-knack was cool, but he just got the job done and won a lot of races. Sexton seems like he's got the speed and the style and the technique to be able to do that. And it'd be cool to see another kind of a Ricky or McGrath a guy that can come out and just win five or six races in a row. That'd be amazing. That would be. And maybe maybe he is the guy. It'll be interesting to see. Um, and want to wish Adam Cincerello uh, all the best. He was out this week as well uh, with a knee injury. And sounds like his season, Supercross season for sure, is done. Um, I don't know all the details from that, but hope that he can uh, sort it out, come back healthy again. It's a bummer for him. He's definitely had his share of injuries. Um, I'm going to go through some of these questions here. Um, so Brett BJ898 on Instagram here says, if you're in a battle for the lead, are you aware of the pace, possibly slowing up if you're blocking or being blocked, and how do you manage that? <sighs> kind of like what was happening with Mosman and Freeze, that yeah. type of a situation. Yeah, and... I mean, we saw it actually in both, you know, even with Eli. Yeah. Aaron was probably not slowing him up quite as much, but... Well, in heat race, is not as important. You know, you just learn and and uh, try to figure out where to make passes. When Sometimes when you, you know, run it in, you realize, oh, shoot, it's, that's never going to work. you got to be closer. So you kind of just put that in the file cabinet for the main and know that, okay, I, I can make that pass. But if the guy's got two bike links on me, there's no way in the world I'm going to make the pass. I'll just slow myself down, maybe mess him up, and then we're both slow, and then we start getting caught. And lose in touch with whatever's ahead of you. Yeah. So, yeah, you keep that in the back of your mind always when you go to make moves. How's this going to turn out? You know, you don't just think right here and just pounce. You realize, wait, if I do that and it, it pans out, I, can I get away? Or is it going to mess me up through the rhythm section and then the guy can get me back in the next corner? You always want to think kind of a step ahead of a, you know, like two steps ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's in the back of your mind for sure. I, I, I think in those times I've been in that situation the hardest part is knowing when when to push and how hard to push 
like you said, if you've got a little bit of gap behind you, okay, I can be patient. I can yeah. take some time. But then at a point, either somebody is behind you or the laps start to wind down. And you're going, okay, I've, it's now or never. Well, and if the guy's slowing you down, you gotta you gotta try to get past. Yeah. Right? I think uh, if I was Sexton, let's say for in the first round, and he was pushing uh, Ken uh, Rocks and his teammate, they had a pretty good gap on third. And when he started pushing Roxen, Roxen didn't get comfortable. So he was going a little bit slower than what he could have been if he hadn't been getting so much pressure. That made them both slower. Mm-hmm. So if you're Sexton in that position, um, or anybody for that matter, I'm just using that as an example, um, maybe lay up a little bit and let that guy be comfortable because then you're both going to go faster. And unless you think you can just make the move real quick. So you, you got to be really smart. And that just takes a lot of years of racing and experience in this big class. And Sexton doesn't have that yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one thing he's, he's lacking. But Knowing when to push. And yeah, he seems to, to be uh, figuring it out as we go. And The good thing is he's so good. Even if he makes a mistake, he's able to minimize the damage. Yeah, that was a good comeback that he did there in, in the first round. Crash, you know. Not really a crash the first time, but he lost time and then crashing in the whoops. I would have thought, oh, that I was disappointed for him. Like, there goes his race. He's going to be mid-pack. And to come back and be battling for fourth in the last corner, that, that was impressive. So, good rebound. And, um, you know, I'm talking a lot about him only because he's, he's a story right now. Yeah, he is. And he's kind of coming along. I got nicknamed the Bandit way back in 83. <laughs> um, and the, the whole concept behind that, I guess, behind, you know, I didn't know. But they were like, hey, this kid, me, is coming up and stealing the thunder. Like, it should have been Hannah or Barnett or Glover, and I won. And I won maybe a year sooner than I, even I thought I was going to win. So in a sense, yeah, I was, that was the bandit. I stole it. Um, uh, Sexton is in that kind of pos- similar position, I think. Yeah. Where there's other guys, Webb and, and uh, Eli that rocks in, that even Marvin in his final year perhaps, that, yeah. that have the ability to win and have won titles, but they might just get stolen. Some bandit kid might come up there and, Who's the new bandit? and win it. Um, I thought this was an interesting question. This came from Factory Metal MX. Do you believe the track layouts are ever intentionally designed to favor or hinder certain riders? Uh, you know, obviously you and I, I don't think we're ever going to know the real truth to that answer yeah. because... At the end of the day, somebody at Feld or Dirtworks could say, hey, you know, the guy leading the series by a bunch of points isn't good in the whoops. Mm-hmm. The guys in second and third are, let, let's make some big, let's make the whoops bigger, yeah. or vice versa. We don't know if those conversations are going on. I think that's happened before. I'll bet you that Where it has. Where they've toned them down a little bit. Um, I don't know exactly when, but I, I think it was in the... Carmichael and Reed time somewhere in there that where they were just unbelievably hard and early 2000s yeah, late 90s they, early 2000s they, they were have, as big as they'd ever been might have toned it but when they actually build the track I think what they're thinking about mostly is fans and they get tickets and they're like hey the triples were in that same place for the last couple of years let's move those to somewhere else so they think more about the fans than they do the riders um, the only thing that the riders you know that they're not favoring the riders at all except for Knowing what the riders might complain about, yeah, a transition, um, something that's like, hey, that's dangerous. So they'll make those modifications after watching the Friday practices and to the DLCQs not, out and the gates down. 
Yeah, they're not favoring any particular rider. They're, I think they're thinking of the fans mostly and then oh, the safety. Big pile up. That's uh, there's been a bunch of those almost kind of crashes like that, like happened in the first turn of the 250 last week at San Diego. That that last tough block, it's whoever's on the inside right there, and the guys coming in from the outside. That's a big pinch, and uh, the mains, depending on who's got momentum coming in from the outside, that that outside lane of traffic, it's it's coming it in. Shoves and the it, momentum in. Yeah, that's going to be an issue, I think. Unless everyone's just learning and watching that, and they're real careful. Because when they go back to the pits, um, believe me, they're they're watching this on their live feed, and they can tell, like, hey, where am I going to line up? Absolutely. Because of the way that seems to be developing. Harriman just went down. He's going to drop out of your top four right now. Kelly, Taylor, Schlosser, and Prabula are your top four. Um, oh, and Stank Dog's down. He's our lone uh, 125 racer tonight. Made the main at the last Anaheim. Doesn't look, uh, he looks like he is down and hurt, possibly. Yeah, he's on the, I'm guessing, the other side of the berm. Oh! That's kind of like what happened to Roxanne at Oakland, where he got on the brake and started leaning in. Yeah. A little bit like Sexton at the first Anaheim, too. He, he committed, it skidded, and then once it caught, flipped him high side. It was, I thought he got help pushed out over there but he that was maybe on his own well, i hope stank dogs all right on the back side of that berm but uh either way kelly out front i'd like to see more flat corners actually it doesn't seem like every corner needs to be a bull corner it would you slow know, the lap times down a little bit it would create more lines and it, you wouldn't have the opportunity to go up and just kind of pinch a guy at the end of it yeah and have that Look, I don't want to be a jerk, but if I want to pass you, I have to do that. Yeah. If the corner was not as banked, then you don't have to worry about having a net, you know, always. Yeah. I think bull turns are cool, but... Not at every corner. Not at every corner. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I biggest complaint about the tracks, uh, and this kind of ties on to that question, uh, which the answer is, I'm sure that it has happened. We, you know, they're just obviously not going to tell anybody about that. And they're doing it. And again, I don't think that's anything nefarious on Dirtworks' part or failed. I don't think they're trying to fix finishes. But they want good racing, and they yeah. want it to be tight. And if somebody is, you know, oh, this guy's getting jumped on. Jeez. Yeah, he's in a bad spot right there. Um, so they may have done some of that, but their primary thing is, okay, how do, we, how do we make a cool layout in this stadium? How do we do it differently than we've done in the past? And, you know, how do we make it the best we can? Um, I think that, the two things I'd like to see differently are put some different obstacles in. You know, it's they've become so cookie cutter. You know, it's like okay, we got to have two triples. The finish line's a double. We need two rhythm sections, two whoop sections. You know, I'd like to see. Here's uh, the ten rhythm lanes that we do. You know, it's step on, step off, whatever. I don't know. Just I, you know, I remember years ago they'd have whoops that went around a turn or yeah some some jumps that were just super steep and and off in different heights and so you you couldn't just get a nice rhythm and right you know go 50 miles an hour in third gear through them i think it'd be pretty cool to see the whoops be different sizes yeah so you don't have just that opportunity to be um maybe a taller guy in your setup and maybe just you just happen to be a, you know a christian craig and just float the tops um I mean, what if you got a big one that's the first one? You don't have a starter whoop, you know, right. it gets you in there all perfect. It'd be cool to 
take the whoop sections and make them a little bit like they were before they became whoops. It was like stutters, yeah. moguls, and you had to figure it out. They made at Anaheim here. They had a radio station, I guess it was the KMET, and it was the KMET Rockers. And the whoops were almost 100 yards long. Mm. So you come out of a corner with, and you don't have a run, you don't have a starter whoop, and you had to figure it out. Yeah. And then through the night, you'd have to figure it out some more because they wouldn't go in there with a tractor and fix them all the time. I'd personally like to see that happen. Yeah, that would be the thing I would change is just just throw these guys out of their rhythm. They're they're all so used to just everything flowing just perfectly that they kind of all, I don't want to say they turn into pussies, but they're all complain anytime there's something that doesn't flow just right. It's like... It shouldn't always yeah. just flow. If a right. transition's a little weird and it kicks them funny, they're like, "Hey, that, then we can't jump that perfect." And they go and roll it and fix it. Yeah. I'd like to see a little bit less of that. A little bit less of that. Yeah, I mean, you want you want good racing. You don't want to just make all the riders happy. And no matter what, you're not going to make them all happy. I know that from my dad building Daytona all those years. It didn't matter what he built; they didn't like it. And there were years that I didn't like it. Yeah. It was like, "Well, screw you," you know. Too bad. I thought you might like it. I brought you out here to show it to you before anybody else. I'm your bitching. But, but at the end of the day, they don't have to like it. Does the rate? Does it provide good racing, or make for good racing, which the then is that, entertainment for the fans, and that is what. <laughs> the year I didn't like the track, and we kind of had a little bit of a tension. I won. Oh really? <laughs> so I was like, well, there you go. Okay, well I understand that the. Wasn't going to be cool in practice or the heat, but it was going to be awesome in the main. And you're right, it worked. It was awesome. So, yeah, I think uh, it was oh, cool to hear Brock hey, say that. Here's a story. We got Garrett Marchbanks in the LCQ, just now passing his way into qualifying position. I didn't realize that. No, he's not actually. Oh, uh, maybe he is. He's back alongside. He's got a chance. Walsh here. That's no, not Walsh. It's the last lap. We've That's... seen some wild stuff in these LCQs. This would be a big uh, bummer for March Banks if he can't get into the main event. Kelly out front, R. Taylor running second, Walsh third, Schlosser in that last qualifying spot, and it's Harriman that March Banks is battling for with uh, for fifth, which again is not going to get it done. He's got to get around Schlosser, the number seventy nine, if he wants to get in the main. Oh, and here it is. Yeah, that's it. Not wow, quite. March Banks doesn't get it done. Kelly, Walsh, Taylor, Schlosser go to the main. Everybody else heads home. Wow. That's a bummer, man. Yeah, that just comes down to you're not there. These races, the LCQs, I mean, it's like you just go a few laps and you see the white flag. So you don't have time. Oh, they're over so fast. Yeah. I only ever, I had to do it a handful of times, you know, and I'd have stuff happen and of all of my years of racing, I only didn't qualify for one main event. It was the first Supercross I ever did. Wow. That's my, a pretty good record. My, my mechanic changed my air filter, forgot to put a filter back in. He just stuck a rag in there. <laughs> so I got down to the line and my bike wouldn't start. Uh, well, that wasn't your fault. No, but I still didn't make the main. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, there's a, I, I missed a bunch of mains. Did you? For the privateer? Oh, yeah. I made my first two. Atlanta, my first Supercross ever. I whole shot of my heat race by... By accident, really. 
<laughs> with my dad and I were looking at the who was in the heats. Were you on a Boltaco then or Cowie? No, just switched to Cowie. Okay. And there were four heats, and there was so much, you know, there's all the guys, Howerton and all yeah. this. And uh, he was looking over my shoulder at who was in my heat and going like, well, you know, hey. Good luck in the just, semi. <laughs> just go out there and get some experience. It's your first super, I hole shot it. And I was scared to death. And uh, Mike Bell, I think, came past me, and I tried to follow him, and he was gone. And uh, But I made the main. And Out of the heat? Yeah. Oh, all right. Couldn't believe it. And then... Uh, uh, Daytona was next, and that's a 40-rider field. Yeah. So it was easier to make the main. Yeah. I barely made it, but I made it. Then I couldn't qualify for one for a while. I just couldn't couldn't get in. And I would be the guy getting punted in the last corner. When I see that, I'm like, yeah, been there. <laughs> you leave this much room. I had a guy, oh, yeah. Rick Burgett, the lumberjack uh, in Pontiac. It was a 180-degree left, and I'm in the final position out of the semi or something. Maybe it was the LCQ. And... Um, I think it was a semi. I had one more chance, and I blew that, too. But I, I had it. When I went into the corner, I left just this that much room, and he just rode right in there and took me straight. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go over there and bitch at him. He's the lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, he's going right? to slice me in half. Yeah, it's like going and getting mad at Ross Pedersen or something. But um, I just he came over to my pits afterwards and said, hey, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, look, hey, don't uh, leave any room from now on. Okay, you understand, right? And I thought it was pretty cool of him to come over and yeah, give me cool. a little bit of an education. And I, I never did that again. You hug those bells oh, tight. Yeah, tight. Yeah, you don't leave him any room. Uh, Rick, he was uh, from the Northwest, wasn't he? Was yeah. he a Washington guy, maybe, or Oregon? Yeah, he was still, I think, factory Yamaha at the time. It was yeah. 81. Yeah. Eight, or maybe 1980. He won a 500 championship? Brigitte? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was the first guy I ever saw. It was at a national in Charlotte. He came over this big wall jump and just a big pop-up. And he had a lot of hang time. And he had Scott Boots, I think, at the time. Okay. And he took it, and I, so it was easy to notice. He took his foot and did, like, the can-can deal. This was back in, like, 78. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He took his foot off and put it over here, like, just for fun. I remember just being a, an amateur at the time, seeing that and going, wow, huh. that's cool. Yeah, freestyle. I don't want to do that, but yeah. wow, that guy's good. That's when Yamaha was dominating. I think Brock won the 125, Hannah won the 250, he won the 500. They were dominating. and He had a it was kind of a short career, it seemed like, as far as winning and being up there, but he was, he was fast when he was there. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break uh, before the uh, last LCQ in the main event comes. Uh, stay tuned. Oh, never mind. We're going to break later. I lied to you. We're going to break after this. We got our, our 4 DLCQ coming up next. And, uh, looking yeah. at, uh, looking at the winners from last week, both first time winners, even though, you know, we're talking about the 250 class got thinned out a bit and it's like, ah, oh, what a shame. Man, San Diego was a really good race. There was some... Well, there was a lot going on because yeah. you had battles for the lead and then you've got Craig coming through the back. Um, there was just a lot going on. It was on, exciting. So it was yeah. We've got some some guys in here. Bogle, Martin, Hill, Entignap. Uh, and there was more. Shoot, there was more guys than that. Norin. Um, lots of good guys here that are... Some of them aren't going to make it in. Politelli, Starling, Chisholm. That looks like Josh Hill out front. Morans and 
Let's see who's not Cowie. Chisholm's inside of there, of course. Martin running about fifth. Where's Bogle? Looks like he's about seventh. These races are so sketchy because you just... <laughs> you get into the middle of the pack and there's just guys making weird decisions, you know? Riding with... A little stench of desperation. This is going to be good. Somebody's going down. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a big one here. Somebody is definitely going down. Moran's got around Hill, so it's uh, running order right now. Moran's Hill, Chisholm, Martin. Bogle's back in eighth. Enignap, tenth. Bogle up to sixth now. A-Ray did not make this start, so he must have gotten a little too sketchy in the heat. Called it a night. So we got here Clayson seventh. Hey, Vogel's close, but he's gonna have to do some work. Yeah, he's got another spot there, so now he's, he he's just needs fifth. one more. But these these races just go by so fast. It's been a rough last few years for Bogle. This is a guy who came off a East Coast Supercross title. And was so good on the 250. And just ever since he moved up, it's been injury after injury. And you can see the talents there. Just, man, when you can't build any momentum, it's tough. Yeah, and there was so much drama after San Diego and what he did. And he's, you know, like, yeah, I, I'm not going to take it, but I'm sorry. And it's hard to, you know, you want to come back and rebound and show what you can do and just kind of leave all that behind with a good performance. But... Man, he has got to make another move when he's running out of time. Chisholm making a run to the front. He's up in the second. He's amazing. Oh, here he goes. Chisholm going to the lead. I don't know how old he is, but man, he's... I remember watching him at like the Minios or whatever, the World Mini in Vegas. He was coming up around the same time Stewart was. Kind of looked like him yeah. a little bit, his riding style, and he, he's still out here doing this and doing it well. Yeah, he isn't one of those guys that you're going, uh, what are you doing, man? You're wasting your time. He's, you know he's probably going to put in the main event. Yeah, he's got a really good race sense, knows what to do and when to do it. Oh, two minutes and a lap left, lap left, and we got Hill, Martin, and Bogle bunching up here for the last spot. This is going to get dirty yeah, this before is, it gets clean. Bogle might have to force the issue again. Uh, oh, man, Martin's coming oh. around the outside or inside of Hill, and he got him. So Hill's making his way backwards. Yeah, Hill is definitely reachable for Bogle. But Hill's pretty, he's smart. He's not going to leave any gaps. It's just a matter of can he do everything right? Can he get through the whoops clean? That last time through, Bogle got through the whoops horrible. He rode the nose and doing the teeter-totter through there. And, well, and he's, he's creeping around that inside, which just doesn't give you any momentum going into those whoops. He is closing the gap a little bit. Well, he's got he's to get moving. 
interesting career for Josh Hill. You know, this is a guy who won a 450 Supercross, was leading points um, at a time when he was like 18 years old. So talented early on. and Had that broken femur trying to backflip at Nate Adams' house and it just was never the same. Much better run for Bogle through the whoops that time to try to catch up and have an opportunity, but the guys in front of him got through there just as fast. So Martin goes to second. We've got Chisholm, Martin, Morans, Hill. Oh, here Hill goes around Morans. So now he is on his way backwards. Let's see if Bogo can get to him. He can. He's right there. He's just got to. Yeah, Morans is already looking like kind of who's. <laughs> I should have gone wide here. Now he's got to ride defensive, and Bogle's in the driver's seat right here. I mean, you don't want to be in that position, but. Um, he oh, can be he the, to the inside. He's gonna, yeah, he, check him up. He's the one that could force the issue right there. Moran's is kind of in a no-win situation. If he left the door open anywhere to keep up his momentum and go fast, he's gonna get past. Bogo kind of shook his head at him when he went by. I don't know what that was about. Oh, whoa! See the whoops starting to get a little bit cupped and sketchy. That could be uh, that could be our separator for the main event. Yeah, it looks like it's hard to hit them all, you know, where they where they might start jumping through them. Yeah. Yeah, they get, you know, worn down so much in a spot, you'll start to miss that one whoop and then drop in, and that's a wild ride. Well, it looks like the guys that you would think should make it into the main out of this, they're gonna. Yeah. Bummer for uh, all those other bros. They will have to move on to Phoenix. What's your thoughts on all these guys who year in and year out keep trying and don't make well, it? Well, I think you got to have a goal and give yourself, um, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a shot for three years or whatever and make up your mind because it is expensive. It's, you can get hurt. Um, it's wear and tear on – it takes a lot. Yeah. And so at some point you got to realize, look, it's just I don't maybe have it. And um, – you know, have a have a plan B. I feel like it's taboo in our sport to talk about that. Yeah. You know, like the motocross mentality is, you know, don't quit. You never quit. Well, at a point we all quit. You yeah. Know, this is not a an old man's sport, and, I think and it's no matter a, who you are, I feel like you like you said, you got to look in the mirror at a point and go, okay, it's been a good run. Yeah. I'm not making progress towards a ride where I can actually make some money. Yeah. It's similar to you know being one of the top riders. And you're getting up in age, and you've been out there a while, and you're either, you know, done really well, or you've won championships, and maybe even exceeded your goals. And at some point, you got to figure out when do I, yeah, what's the exit strategy? And it's it's the same, even though you're not at that level, for the guys that are trying to get to that level. You can only try to get to that level for so long before it's like, it's not happening. Yeah. And what you need is people around you that are going to tell you the truth. Like, look, do you want to go out there and put yourself kind of in harm's way because you are it's it's not safe you know you can get hurt and um how much it, you just look at the risk to benefit ratio yeah. a little bit yeah and if it's not working out you need to recognize that and and uh move on yeah. because this is this is difficult and if you're out there i wouldn't say floundering but if you're out there struggling then it's dangerous for the other guys yeah 
And uh, so you got to think about everybody in the pack. Agreed. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. I want to thank our sponsors before we jump off. Yamaha, Matrix Concepts, SKDA, OnTrack Schools, and Class X Racing. Uh, check out those sponsors. They're bringing you this show. If you like it, uh, let them know on social media. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Troy Lee. Troy is an artist. For the past 40 years, Troy Lee has been painting helmets for the world's fastest racers. This is Troy Lee's office fridge. These are Troy Lee's to-do lists. This is Troy Lee's laugh. <laughs> this is the new SC5 helmet. This was Troy's job when designing the new SC5. My job is really is to make sure that we keep building a safer helmet. The SC5 is packed with features, including the industry's first, MIPS Integra Rotational Management System, an integrated, low-friction layer design to reduce rotational motion transfer to the brain in an impact. New features include TLDs, EPP collarbone relief, quick-release cheek pads, and our exclusive chin bar-mounted forced air intake system for maximum airflow. But instead of the usual product video, we decided to make this film about the man behind the SC5, Troy Lee. That's that's cool, you know. Narrated by me, Justin Barsha. Kind of the goofiest and craziest shit you do in life ends up being the coolest. This is Troy getting ready for work. Maybe paint just a little bit here before I go to work just to get something out of my head. These are Troy's paintbrushes. Being an artist, you always make it better, man, so it's a little freaky. These are Troy Lee's wrists. Yeah, they're all different of the different events. Just decided to keep them all on since our season was going really good. I'm not taking these off. <laughs> things work and Barsha's kicking ass. <laughs> this is what Troy felt when I won the first First Supercross last year. Man, it was just like, man, I could die tomorrow and be okay. One more different green on here and then we'll get out of here. We're going to the Laguna Art Store. This is one of the signs I painted when the pandemic was going. I painted up a sign. I cut it out and just lettered it real quick for It's cool they're still using it. This is Troy shopping for paint. I need a, a chrome yellow and a super bright red. What I really like is like a school bus yellow, like oh, okay. this. This is how often Troy shops for paint. I don't know, at least once a week. This is Troy standing in front of the house he grew up in. We're at my old stomping grounds. I painted every single side of the house a different color, so we went from purple to blue to red. At a party at Sean Palmer's house in 1999, Troy brought two things to the party, beer and flour. I was just walking down the aisle in the store because we were getting beer, and then I thought flour would go a long ways, and it did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they were so white. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> this is where I started after my house, man. This is Troy standing in front of the first ever Troy Lee Designs office. I was like, where'd you start? And I'm like, right back there, man. And then the neighbors kicked me out because the Paintings are too bad. There was a place down in Mexico we went. Someone! Didn't we go to jail? Yeah, we went to jail! I went to jail with him one night. That was fun. I've never been to jail with him. I've never been to jail, but I've never definitely been to jail with Troy. I might have went to the drunk tank once, but not with Troy. Which is kind of amazing, actually. This is Troy Lee's favorite thing to do. I think it's probably still ride. A close second, though, is, is having one of his favorite cocktails, which is a whiskey vodka. Oh, yeah, whiskey vodka. Oh. <laughs> They're sure fun when you buy like 30 of them, give them to your friends. These are some of the things that Troy's friends have said about him over the years. I've been kind of doing this three eyeball thing on every all the different fun things I've been painting in my garage. If Troy could be reincarnated into a spare animal, this is the animal Troy's friends think he would be. <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. I think a uh, spirit animal. Maybe it'd be a honey badger, but like with cool hair. You know, a lot of gel and stuff in it. Probably a hyena. Like, I don't know, like, 
somebody that's laughing. This is Troy's friends doing an impression of him. Hey man, we just gotta do this. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> you know, and he laughs in his little laugh. <laughs> With all this laughing, Troy can't be serious, is he? He is. He's serious about what he's doing, but man, when it's when it's done, he wants to laugh. <laughs> 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 so this was a Troy Lee hat. It's a Troy Lee logo and the subtitle says it's useless to resist us. And then he signed it, hit me in the face. <laughs> you know, everybody, I, you know, said painting helmets, you're never gonna make a living painting helmets, what, what? It's something I still love doing every day. I, if I can draw a couple work orders before I go home, it, it's therapy for me. This is Troy's advice for any up and coming artists. One. You gotta, Love it. Two, don't be afraid to fail. I'm okay with failing, you know, as long as the one right behind it kicks ass. Three, surround yourself with great people. Four, work hard and play really hard. He injects fun into whatever he does. I wanna go see my bike, dude, is it in the back? There's still a little kid in him. We're gonna go see my new gas gas, man. Woo! He does it because he loves it and you can tell. These new bikes are so, look at those hubs. I get to go test my the SC5 on this thing. He's not trying to be this flamboyant guy. He's just, that's Troy. To me, I'd run that line down to here because I want this to be just a teeny bit wider at yep. speed if it gets bigger. We'll get this prepped, have it all scotch brighted, lay the black out, probably shoot it all white. I feel like it pops better off the yellow. Spray all this rocket red and then we kind of can add some speed to this. Like, and, up and I like it. people always question me, what the heck is this? <laughs> Gotta mark my territory like a dog does. You gotta keep reinventing yourself, you know? He always has this winning combination of ideas. I like to scare myself. For Halloween one year, the wheelchair turned into a baby crib and I was dressed as a baby. Yeah, he helped do the whole thing. This is me and Troy Lee wheelchair boxing. Craziest thing he's ever said to me. The only thing was probably is like building a racetrack on the moon. I still wanna do the helmets for the astronauts, which I haven't done yet. I think his big thing is really rallying folks together. I think he loves people. I try to glue all the right people together. Troy always connecting people. This is what makes Troy happy. My kids, my wife, and friends, hanging out with friends. He's a one in a million, one in a million guy. He created his business to do what he wanted to do, and he's done it. Any last words, Troy? There's a lot of people that have really helped me over the last 40 years get to this point. A lot of great friends that um, have been there for me every year, and I still get chills, you know? Originality is everything. Standing out amongst the others. This is art. It's passion. Be different. Be you. I feel like this is just the beginning. Pairing performance with style. My name is Justin Bogle. Mitchell Harrison. Nick Schmidt. It's Mitchell Falk. It's Austin Black. Brandon Hart. Jerry Robin. Gavin Towers. Derek Kelly. Ben Steve. Martin. Bluff. Mintic Nap. Vashi. And we are SKDA. If Moseman or Hunter, I think Hunter's chances are probably 
slipping away even further. But if they want any chance at this, they have to win tonight. They've yeah. got to derail Craig, beat him heads up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. They're going to have to. It's going to have to be. Well, he's been roughed up. You know, this is the yeah. time to pounce yeah. because he had San Diego and, he, and going into the main. You got to be thinking the way that they come into the corner like that and the inside and it could be another one of those San Diego first turn deals. And they're going even faster. They got more of a run to get there. Um, that's got to be going through his mind. Like, okay, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta get the start. It puts a lot of pressure on the reaction, so you don't get pinched. And then, what am I gonna do when I get that? You know, it's in his mind. Yeah. And um, seems like Mosman gets good starts. You get out to the good one there in the heat race. Attack him while he's possibly rattled and out of his typical thought process. Yeah. He just had a sketch San Diego and he, a great recovery. He big crash that, yesterday. Though. Handled that great. Then the big crash yesterday. But, you know, maybe if you're Craig, you're like, okay, you know, got, got some of that on my system. I'm still here. I'm still winning. Maybe that's not going to happen anymore. But that first turn, you know, the importance on the start. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, it, it's not NASCAR. You're not on the inside of row two and you can sort of make well, yeah. a plan. It, yeah. You never know what's going to happen in the start. So uh, if I was Mosman, I'd, I'd just focus on getting a good start. I know that they are. And um, just execute that. And he's a little bit lighter, I think, than, than Craig. Um, and they seem to have their start pretty dialed in. If there's a weakness in Craig, it's the, the reaction and getting out and that first turn melee potential that's something you got to take advantage of and the way you do that is what my stepdad gary used to always tell me let your problems be behind you yeah. get out front yeah that's it great advice uh easier said than done especially with with those guys on that star yamaha team rarely do you see those guys get bad starts those, yeah. they've just done such a good job of uh building those bikes uh the yamaha yz250f probably Probably. I mean, it's won every shootout for the last eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. They've just, once they've figured that reverse engine layout and... Uh, they both got red plates. They're doing something right. Yeah, they're right doing something there. right. They've just, that Star Yamaha team has really figured things out. Uh, but to your point, if uh, if he wants any shot at this title, he's got to put that pressure on now. While Craig is, you know he's got to be a little bit rattled. Yep. San Diego didn't go, even though he had a great ride, it still was visorless and with a big crash. <laughs> Then the yesterday, he, again, dodged a huge bullet, yeah. not getting hurt in that. So maybe he's going, okay, I got all that nonsense out of my system. Or maybe he's going, man, yeah, I just about died be, twice. Be, be I need careful. to chill. Right. And, and he gets into that defensive mode. That's your time then. Yeah. Then I think a, the, the advantage right now is in, to Mosman. Um, less pressure. Have fun. You got nothing to lose. Just got your first win. Yeah, he's a, he should be on a roll. He just got a good start. He's got cool-looking gear tonight. I'm wearing the jersey. We're, just to have this on, it feels kind of cool. Like, you know, that, you know yeah. how it felt oh, to yeah, have yeah. some kind of cool gear for yeah. a race. You're like, all right, man, yeah. this is going to be a good night. When you have that attitude, um, that seems to manifest itself into, like, being able to execute your plan. And so the pressure's on Craig, I think. I feel like there's a third group in this race, in this 250 class right now. And like I said, I wish we, the field hadn't thinned out. But there's still your Joe Shimoda, Jalik Swole to a degree. And then Hunter, I think, is sort of on the cusp of this group where they need some wins. Yeah. You know, the championship hopes are done. But 
man, I could salvage it if I could get a couple of wins. You know, just get a start, ride my face off, and win a couple yeah. of these rounds. At least I didn't win the championship, but at least I got some wins for my team. Well, um, they, they, they could, and that could come in. Those guys, I don't know if they've got the speed to run at the front, yeah. but I've seen Shimoda go really fast, and I don't know why he's been a little bit off this season, but kind of a sophomore jinx deal because everything went pretty smooth for him last year yeah. and this year he's had great opportunities and good looks and then it just went really really wrong and he was lucky to get through that somersault he did the sushi roll they call it <laughs> funny um he's probably honestly thinking it'd be nice to be on the podium yeah yeah hunter's probably thinking you know like it'd be nice to get a win but i have zero proof that I can actually do that. It was it was it wasn't handed to him on a silver platter, but it was right there for him to get. When's he gonna get another look like that? It, when they interviewed everybody last week, Course Mosman stoked. Craig, I thought handled that really well, but uh, Hunter was clearly disappointed. Like man, I had it and I blew it. And how many more of those chances am I gonna get? And tonight he's not quite running the pace, so. He's got to step up his game, and, and uh, I think he expects to be on the box, but it'd be nice for Joe and Thrasher to get on the box. They haven't oh, been yeah, Thrasher. Thrasher's another one. They're riding good enough yeah. to be up there, but they got to bump somebody off, and yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to be a good fight for third. Well, I, I like to think of those guys. They could come in here and, and be the spoilers because Moseman's going to need help. If he's got any yeah. you know chance to win this title, he's going to need a couple of guys – Christian has a crash or whatever happens, gets a bad start. He needs a couple of guys to stick between him and, and Christian mm-hmm. to get those points back. And those guys could do it. Thrasher's won a race. Hunter's won races. Um, I think it's not a stretch at all to say that uh, Swole could win one of these and Shimoda could win one of these. It just has to be a good night. Yeah, I think it's going to take a some wild first turn. Something. But that stuff happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. this class especially – you know, guys. Uh, if I had to put money down right now for the whole shot, I'm putting it on Moseman. Um, just from what I've seen and just kind of how it's going, that, that's where I'd put it. Mm. So if he gets the start, there's going to be a wad up. Whoever gets the start, whoever's behind him, I, I think that first turn and first like half a lap is going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to do. I want to give a shout out to uh, Daniel Blair, who's getting his shot in the booth tonight, and also Zach Osborne, who's doing his first floor work for Feld. Uh, Zach's a great dude, and um, I think a pretty unfortunate way he had to kind of call it a career yeah. with that back injury. But uh, he's a great dude, and we. I think it's a good yeah. thing to have him in the sport. So have fun in that role. He knows a lot, man. Just just talk about. Yeah, he's, he's certainly qualified. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about down there. Yeah, enjoy it, and same for Blair. It's it's fun to be in that position, and sometimes when I was doing TV, they'd you know bump up from ESPN to ABC, and it'd be bigger as some new host, and it was exciting. So yeah, yeah enjoy it, you guys. Hey, was there any ritual you had on the start line? Um, you know, what any weird little thing that you did, or I would rock the bike side to side, just with my hips, kind of close my eyes, and just put myself in that. Uh, like just relax and just execute a start like you know you can do and get across that first five or six feet you know and and put a little body English into it like find the traction because the rut out in front of the gate isn't just perfect it 
it drops down and maybe it's got a little wiggle in it or a little Some hook in the stuff side. in there, yeah. And so instead of just trying to hold still and get a good start, you got to be prepared to kind of like, like a fish taking off, you know. And, and I noticed when Stuart, uh, especially Stuart, he would he seemed to do that. And so I'd kind of like rock the bike side to side, remember to, to put some body English into it and like get the start. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, feed the clutch Don't just let the start happen. And yeah. see what happens. Like make it happen. Mm. So I would, I would do whatever I could do to get myself into that mood. Or if I had a guy next to me that, that I thought, this guy gets good starts, then I would uh, kind of be inconsistent and sort of try to make him think about me. I've done, I had done that a lot of times in my career where the guy was probably like, dude, why do you have to be such a jerk? Because I don't want you to beat me off the start. And so I would like maybe bump his elbow a little bit and like, oops, sorry, I didn't mean that, but I did. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah. And go back and forth and roll. And if you watch old videos of me, you'll see me roll up to the gate and back up to try to get the guys next to me to be like, what the heck? And so I would, I would do that sometimes if I didn't feel confident and I feel like I needed to make something happen. I would do weird stuff and be inconsistent. Hmm. So people couldn't just be relaxed having me next to them. They'd be like, what is this guy doing? Huh. And then I'll, maybe I could get out and beat him off the gate. But you were typically trying to put yourself in a calm, kind of a calm state of mind. In control. Some, some guys are bouncing up and down and screaming. And Yeah, I didn't need to do all the, you know, all that stuff. I just, just make sure you're relaxed. And then it's fundamentals. Just, yeah. it, it, I've done this a million times. Make it happen. And if I hadn't been getting starts, then, you know, or if I had somebody next to me and I knew that, well, that's where I want to start, but I don't want to be next to him because he leaps Lordy or whoever, then I would, I would do weird stuff to try to throw them off of their routine hmm. and stay in mind because I'm in control of that situation. And so it just depended on the mood I was in and how the season was what I would do but it was always to put myself in the best possible position to be in control and have the guys next to me a little bit off balance yeah starts have changed so much uh, you know even since I was racing we didn't have start devices yeah. now they're on metal you know grids yeah. so um, much different it's so much different and I'm watching now I even watch the GP guys if you watch their starting technique they've got these really tall foot blocks Oh. And it's like they almost keep their feet on the pegs and their toes are just touching the blocks and holding them up. up. And they just, it's like their body doesn't move. They're, they're kind of, butt is further back, head is forward, and it's like when the gate drops, it's just full clutch, yeah, full throttle. I think when your feet, this is just an observation I just made, and I was watching, I think it was maybe Ferrandis. He's, uh, he's taken on that. He's got his toes on the blocks, and it, a lot of guys do, but I just saw this picture. And it looked like his feet are up kind of high. So as soon as you get off of those, everything's up a little bit too high. And it's easy to just start to lean to one side or the other. Because so, you go from a dead stop to quick. And if everything's not perfect, you don't have a lever. You know, like you see a guy doing a tight wire and he's got that long deal for balance. Your legs are, are balanced. They're like, they're weights. And... Like if you ride a street bike and it's real heavy, you know that you can't just pick your feet up as soon as you take off. You got to leave them down for balance and then pick them up slowly. So if your feet are already kind of high, it's possible you can get off balance easier. Mm. I think they should leave them down. Mm. If you can't reach the ground, that's, that's another story. But the front end is tied down and I think these guys can, even if they're kind of just toes on the ground. 
the, the further down your legs are, my theory, um, by trying to figure out if I want to start one foot up for the shifter or both legs down, I always start at both, both feet down. I think when they're both down, you got better balance. Yeah. And, you know, the, the statistics probably suggest that that's going to be more consistent over time. Mm. I, I was always a left foot up guy um, because I like to grab that next shift quickly. Mm-hmm. I thought the sooner I could get it, the sooner I could make that shift and the bike would pull it, the better. And to your point, I would use that right leg as sort of a, as my, as my balance, balance bar. Yeah. Um, but I just, I thought it's interesting watching all the top GP guys starting like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to go play with it. I want to yeah. try it and just see, because there's got to be something to it. It's not just one or two guys. It's the bulk of the paddock over there now is starting on these really top tall foot blocks so that, you know, and if you think about this, if you're, Maybe their idea is if you are got your feet down, you're unweighting the bike a little bit. Even if you have just a little bit of weight, you're mm-hmm. unweighting it. And then the minute you go, you weight it and it squats the back of the chassis. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would cause you, you to want a more. You want as least amount of change yeah. as possible. So if your legs are already down, then uh, you're not putting a lot of weight on them. You know, when you, they, these guys hold the brake, front brake. They get the throttle where they want, and they, it's all clutch. They load it so the chain's tight. They pull their pants tight. Everything's tight. Yeah. So nothing's going to have slack in it. And I think if your feet are up kind of high, as soon as you take off, they're up kind of high, and you get that sort of T-Rex thing happening. I think if they're <laughs> down further, you've got better yeah. better balance. That's just, I, I just find it interesting. I, I haven't tried it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to play around with it because I think it's neat. <clears throat> I think it's a neat idea anyway, neat concept. So it uh, looks to me like maybe... Uh, looking at Craig here on the line, maybe he's on the outside of Moseman. I think Moseman's over to his left. That'll be interesting because uh, Craig will have, if, if, it's, if I'm right, if he's out a little further, hard to tell from that shot. Oh, and Hunter's actually in front of uh, Moseman there. I didn't realize he was as close. So Hunter's not out of this at all. I thought he was further back. So I think uh, Hunter... And uh, Moseman are more to the inside of Craig. So they have to get the jump. They have to. If they don't, Craig's going to come in on them. And these two are next to each other, which is never great. Assuming Craig gets a good jump. Yeah. Totally different gear. I don't know what to make of uh, Hunter's. They took a real risk on that. On the purple gear? I don't know what to compare that to. Uh, Well, Barney the Dinosaur comes to mind, but... (laughs) Uh, no, nah, it's actually not bad looking stuff. All right, our card's sideways here right now. 250 mains about to go. Gates down. Oh, Mosman got a good clean jump around the inside. Is he going to have to deal with Freezy again? Oh, man, that would get Wow. Yeah, Freezy pinched him up high, and that allowed Craig around yeah. the inside. Craig's still with the inside. Well, that's all right. If you're Mosman, you're like, hey, this is the guy I want to beat. Yep. We're side by side. This is great. Go to work. Life's good. No, and he just made the pass on him, actually. Puts him back into second. Well, if you're Mosman, you really want to force the issue here with, with uh, get if you can, get as close as you can. and, and Got to go right now, don't you? Yeah, ah. get past Freeze, even if it's a... 
Pass, so, you got to apologize for later. Get him. We got Freezy, Moseman, Craig, Shimoda, Lawrence are your top five. Behind them, Swole, Brown, Blos. Uh, but the battle's up front. Looks like everybody we want up front is up there, so that's good news. Yeah, this is gonna just shaping up to be a really good one. Really heads-up move by Shimoda to get around Craig. Thrasher ninth. He's the only guy up that's not up there in this mix. Shimoda's all over Craig. You got him. Oh, he's got to go right here. Got to make yes. it work. Moseman puts a great pass on Freezy. That was nice. He left him room, but he, he forced the issue and made, he got it done. Now this is his race. He's How hard does he need to push right now? I mean, if I'm I, – I realize we don't have helmet communications, but now would be a great time to have it. Well, don't get him – don't get, you know, thinking you got to put in a blazing laps. Just, just put in good, solid laps. And he was doing that in practice. You know, put two laps back together and back back to back. I mean, and fast. So he knows how to do that. Just do that, as like these guys say these days. Hit my marks, jump everything right. Don't make any mistakes. And if you try to get a little greedy and go even faster, that's when you can get on the power too soon, screw up. But if he can get himself a stay think, within that that limit, but get himself a little gap. Well, never mind. There goes Craig around the... Yeah, oh, no, he's not going to get so it fast. done. Yeah, and now... Like I said, Freezy is not easy to pass. This guy, he's good, and he doesn't give an inch. So that gap that Mosman, you know, just, I guess what I'm saying is don't force it. It's going to develop automatically because you got Freeze back there kind of interrupting the flow of, of Craig. Craig's fast. He's, it looks like he's going to get him. And if he does, it looks like he has the speed to catch Moseman. But like I said, the pressure is on Craig. Yeah. Moseman executed exactly what he needed to do. So for a minute there, Shimoda was right on Craig. Now they've gapped him, and Hunter's even gone around Shimoda. I'd love to see Hunter get up, get back onto the back of Craig and, and follow him to the front. At the end of the day, I, want, I just want to see a good race. Yeah. There's some... Uh... At this point, it's it's all in the helmet. The rhythm section here, that's where Shimoda messed up partway through, but he did a really nice job, Shimoda, to, to not let that be a, a worse situation up there at the top of the berm off yeah. balance. Like Hunter left him a little bit of room, but still Shimoda was up there like, yikes, and uh, Craig made the move. So Craig goes into second. Let's see what he does with uh, this little gap. 2.1 seconds right now. Not a lot. Yeah, at this point, it's it's mental. You you've just got to be rock solid. Um, for Mosman, he he just won last week. He's got the lead here. He's was almost as fast, just a couple tenths off of Craig's times in practice. So he knows he can run the pace close enough anyway to to force Craig to have to make something happen. The pressure is on him. And he still hasn't ditched Freeze. Freeze, oh, Freeze is he, good. He's running really well. Yeah. Oh, he's no slouch. And the thing here is, he, he'll kill you if he gets a chance. You can't leave <laughs> that guy any. You know, talk about leaving an inch open. You leave it open for him. He's coming through it. Yeah. The tonight the swoop section is. That's going to be the difference. Isn't that's it? what's helping Craig so much. He just made up probably yeah. five bike lengths on Moseman through there. Yeah, unless unless Moseman's got an answer to go faster in those whoops, there's just no way he can hold them off. 
Yeah, this is what I was figuring would be good is the race for that final spot on the box. Yeah, this is a Swollen Thrasher here fighting for sixth. Sixth, seventh. Again, these are two guys who just not having the best season so far, but definitely have the potential and the ability to be up on the box. Yeah, I think they're going to catch Freeze. This whole group, Lawrence, Freeze is going to have companies. He'll be in the clear for a little bit, but I, he's, although he's riding good, I think he's going to, it's going to get real busy behind him. Well, Lawrence, um, only a few seconds back of him. If he wants to, I don't know that he's even got the ability to catch up to Craig at this point. He's four seconds back of Craig already. I don't see him making that up. Interesting to see uh, this week the Rockstar Husqvarna team signed Nathan Ramsey as their new team manager. That was a cool move. Nate's been in that KTM group fold for a while, and coaching all their amateur kids and helping out. It's a good pick. And so far... You know, maybe having some influence on on uh, Swole having a good night. Forcing the issue right there, getting by. Oh. Ramsey Ramsey did well and he won some he won a one of the most memorable races I can think of in Pontiac when Carmichael crashed on the first lap and came back through the pack. It it was so impressive. A lot of people kind of forget the fact that hey Ramsey won that. Yeah. Yep, Nate uh he got her done his one and only win that night I think that was the first time that the bump on the seat ever became a thing Ramsey had it that night he did yeah they mm. were joking around he's like this bike is so fast it's hard to stay forward and they put a bump on the seat I, I think it's a joke and it worked and these guys are still running Moseman has one and still a little bit of gap on Craig but every time they get to the whoops yeah. Craig closes it that's going to be the, the deciding factor so if you're uh, Moseman, if I I would be going through the whoops um, a little bit to the left side, so that if he does go through there faster, you you have the inside into the next corner. Well, I'm curious to see how hard Moseman will battle him here. I'd say hard, real hard. I think he has to, right? Yeah. I mean, if he just goes by you and walks away. That's tough to overcome mentally, but yeah, just look how fast he is. Although Mosman yeah, held he his own pretty decent. Did pretty good that time. You can see Craig comes in quicker. He's just, Craig is so committed. You know, he's fourth. He might even be grabbing fifth gear coming into those. Yeah, you can just tell. That this isn't over. No. It's going to get good. Yeah. Plenty of time left for Craig to just sit there and get comfortable in this position and keep applying the pressure and if he does um, perhaps Moseman could mess up and give it to you so there's no sense for Craig right now to force anything because Moseman's the kind of rider if you pass him if he has the opportunity in the very next corner he's going to just take it right back yeah he definitely is yeah it's it's so tough to be in Moseman's position right here because it just feels like you know this is I wouldn't say it's inevitable, but kind of inevitable that it, Craig is going to make a move at some point, at least try. And it feels like an hour. Yeah. Well, and you feel like you're kind of under a microscope, right? Every, he's 
you can tell that guy's watching you. He can see everything you're doing, and you can't see anything he's doing. So while it's always an advantage to be ahead of somebody, it's definitely more difficult. Yeah, every time you hear the crowd get a little noisy, you're like, what? What do you do? <laughs> what happened? What line? And Mosman's aware. He's, he's going down that rhythm section to the inside to try to take away any block pass deal. Holding his own through here. It's that whoop section. Craig is probably excited to get to the whoop section, and Mosman's thinking, man, I have to get through this whoop section perfect. Like, the pressure's on him to get through there nice. That's the one spot of this track where Craig is just clearly faster. I would say it's more tiring, too, being chased. Yeah. Because you're, you're constantly listening over your shoulder. Okay, where is he? Is he going to go outside or inside here? What, what can I do? What do I need to be doing? So not only are you thinking about what, what you're doing on the track, you've got to be thinking about what they're doing and how to protect that. You can see inside, he's going way closer to the inside there than he normally would. Craig's able to go wide and slingshot around that turn. If he just left these guys completely alone, there's nobody else out there, um, it's still going to wear on Moseman. It just wears on you to have that kind of pressure. But he had a lot of pressure from Hunter last week, a little bit of practice, this kind of scenario, and he dealt with it fine. So, so far, he's dealing with it pretty good. I'm not sure how much Craig is forcing it. But if uh, Craig lets him stay there too long, Mosman might be able to just Oh, that might stay be there. it. Yep. That was a smart pass by Craig. Oh, See well, that? he's in trouble here, though. Nope. Watch this next right-hander. So he was way too nice there, Mosman, in my opinion. He should have forced the issue right there. Because you might not get another chance. They're going through the whoops now, and that might be the gap he never gets back. There it is, about four bike lengths, three of them. I hope I'm wrong, but that might have been it. It's a good ride by Craig. He'd come through and, and take the lead like that, but uh, Mosman has a real opportunity here to just learn and figure out, like the jersey I'm wearing, Travis Pastrana, figure out how to go the pace required. What is it? And then just rise to the occasion and match it. And right oh, look at this. Do this. Pressure. Yeah, if it... Craig keeps seeing that fender of Mosman. Um, it, it takes you out of your rhythm. It does take you out of the rhythm, but he's, like I said, he's kind of opened up this little gap. And When they get into the lapped riders, though, that's what I was saying. If they're out there by themselves, that's one thing. When you add the, the lapped riders, and they're not trying to get in the mix. But there's times where they think, well, hey, go around me on that side, and they move and right where you don't want yeah. to be. And so if there's anything that, that Mosman has going for him right now, it'd be potentially a lapper could uh, interrupt Craig's pace, help him close that gap a little bit so he can sneak up the inside one more time. He's getting faster, though. I mean, it, there was a definitely a, a bigger gap in their speed as the season started, and Mosman's getting faster. He's definitely believing more. But when a guy comes from, you know, third or fourth or fifth and passes you and pulls away, 
That's pretty tough to overcome yeah, mentally. You, know, you start to just accept where you sit. In as that. long as he can see him right there, I think he's going to believe and, and keep pushing. If Craig opened up a bigger gap than that, then I can see Moseman kind of going, well, shoot. Had it, lost it, but he's still pretty close. I wouldn't you give still up. still see him. I'm a little surprised that Hunter hasn't gone around Freezy yet. Kind of tells you two things. One, oh, Freezy is having a, a really good ride. He's riding really well. And two, this track does not allow for much separation. No, I remember I was just saying I think it's going to get real busy behind Freeze. It, it, look at all these guys. They're on him. Yeah, you nailed that. Shimoda's right behind Hunter, and Thrasher's right behind him. Yeah, that the battle for the lead tightened up. So Mosman, that that front two is that's not over, and this is definitely going to get good. Something we've seen out of Mosman in races and seasons past is he he has the speed. He'll win his heat. He looks like he's going to put it together, and then he push, pushes a little too hard, and he'll go down on his own. Um, so curious to see what he does here. If if you know, he's responded. I mean, he's definitely stepped it up, and he's trying to hang in there. Again, I don't know that he can just match what Christian does in the whoops, but yeah, he lost about a bike length and a half that time. It's in the second half of the whoops. He's entering him fast, but he's getting hung up a little bit about midway through. And I just don't think the rest of the track. To, you know, like you said earlier, you're in the air. I mean, what can yeah. you do? You can only go so fast through a set of jumps. Just stay right there within a second. If I mean, I know he's trying, but absolutely give it every bit you got and try to stay right there so that when you get into lappers, when you get down to where there's a lot more pressure and you're getting to that point where now Craig is maybe a little nervous, mm -hmm. that's all you can do is just keep the pressure on. So we're down to 10 seconds, and then we're going to have a lap left. We'll see if they sneak by in time. Nope, we're going to have so two more. Two to go. Yeah, Hunter's going to have to start pushing the issue here if he wants to get on the box, and he can't afford to not. Now, when you're riding a factory Honda and you're getting beat by a non-factory Honda... That's a bad deal. Oh, and there we go. Freezy's down. Whoa! Oh, when he gets clobbered. Shimoda's oh. down. Oh, man. That was a bummer. Freezy went down the whoops, and Shimoda came through. And it's hard to just change your line, and, you know, Shimoda just drilled him, but I, I think he was kind of committed. Like, what do you do? Oh, he's, he's stumbling. Luckily, Freeze was down low, so kind of like how... Uh, Sexton went over Roxon in practice at Oakland. A similar thing. Watch as Freezy goes down inside of the whoop. He's down low. Oh, oh man! He took he, a couple hard hits. Yeah, he got he got hit harder than I thought. That's a, remind me of that one where Albertine. Ricky hit. Yeah, Albie hit Ricky in the yeah. whoops at Vegas with this fork leg. Yikes! Craig opened it way up. So that he responded. He decided, all right, kid, that's enough of that. Yeah. Either uh, Mosman messed up somewhere and it lost touch, or Craig perhaps just turned it up a notch and, and opened up three seconds. So that's, well, one that's way his or, now. One way or another, he definitely broke him because he's dropped back <clears throat> several seconds now. 
good ride for both these guys. Good one from Craig. Re kind of rebound from last week. Didn't get the start. It wasn't bad. He was, he was up there and uh, had to work his way into the lead and then withstand the pressure that Moseman put on him for, for a few laps there. And, uh, you know, if you're Moseman, this isn't like a giant surprise. Look how close he was. Yeah, he didn't let him go. I mean, you got to give it to him. He he fought him all the way to the finish and definitely put up a good fight. But that's going to be a frustrating season, I think, for these two. As much as they both want to win and are capable of it, Christian's just good right now. Yeah, respect right there. Craig probably going, hey, man, good job. And I don't know. If, if I'm Mosman, I'm not real bummed. I'm thinking, hey, I, you know, it's um, he's a little bit faster. And I had a chance, did the best I could. Um, he didn't make any kind of mistakes or whatever. He stayed close. He knows that he's closing that gap and he's getting better. And it's a matter of time before he can actually fair and square beat him. And uh, But uh, Hunter, when he crossed the line in third, I, I, he's like, nah, I got to do better than that. He's going to be angry again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting the level of expectations and I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I feel like as when you come in as a freshman, it's like just just get some experience. Get yeah. through these races, learn. Uh you're going to make some maybe some stupid mistakes, but you know, you, there's not a ton of expectation. Then the next year it's like, all right, let's get some let's get some yeah. consistency, let's get some results. And by your third year, it's like, okay, make it happen we need to start winning yeah you know? it has to happen um and otherwise you're gonna you're gonna lose that ride yeah or you're gonna lose the opportunity you know your your confidence drops a bit then you start feeling like what do i need to do and you know do, am, am i good enough Did all these doubts start yeah. creeping around and then that's in your head and it gets noisy do you think that uh, you know so i just told you i guess my theory of of what i would say for most guys coming in that's what the expectation is. Mm -hmm. Not much, a little more. Okay, now let's deliver. Yeah. I know Mitch typically likes to get, as long as you're working hard and you're not an asshole, you'll get three years with Mitch. Yep. And that's, you know, he's just said it takes some time. It takes time to you get comfortable on the bike with the team, figure out how professional racing works, figure out then racecraft in these type of motos and racing. And then by that third year, it's like, okay, you're either going to yeah. make it happen or you're not. But with a guy like Ricky or James or, you know, one of these guys, maybe maybe you can speak to your experience. Like when you stepped into that 250 class, did you just expect to win right away? No. No. I thought so you I knew there would be a learning curve. <clears throat> top three, top five guy, lead some motos, maybe win a moto in Supercross, you know, outdoors. But in Supercross, I think, you know, I would maybe lead some heat races, maybe win a heat. That'd be a big thing. And then... Uh, hopefully be like seeing the top three hmm. and have contact and maybe I got fourth or fifth but you know I, the podium is it's going to happen soon but I also looked at it and I've mentioned this before um, and this reason why I'm mentioning it again is because Moseman's in, in that position Sexton also in the, in the 450 coming up they're they're rising and there's guys like Roxon and Muskan and Craig and they've been there a long time and they're going to move on. You're going to move with them. And then some of the other guys that have been there a while, they're going to start kind of disappearing. Mm -hmm. And then who's left? You want to be in that group. And so 
I, I thought about where do I want to be in a couple of years and I didn't worry about winning so much as I did like I want to be sure that I'm in that group having an opportunity to win and I'm one of those guys mm-hmm. and that's how it worked for me and um, I think that's going to happen for guys like Sexton and Moseman they're proving to them so you know to us proving to me uh, and I think to themselves like hey I'm going to be around a while they're going to be out there for another you know three five years and probably winning some races. Timing is a, is a lot of this sport too in terms of getting a ride, right? Like mm-hmm. I look at, uh, like right now at Kawasaki, you've got Jason Anderson, Adam Cincerello, both relatively young. You would say they at least, if AC doesn't, can quit getting hurt. They each have three, four, five more years in them, would you say? Yeah, Potentially? I mean, Anderson, it depends on how motivated he is. I mean, this year it seems like it doesn't really matter where he's at in his career. Like, he's going good, and as yeah. long as he's going good, he's going to keep going good. It doesn't matter how old he is. So, so Cincerello, if, the injuries, I think, it's, it's wear and tear. He's starting to go like, it's been cool, but I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's not going to have the opportunities. I mean, I told you I was watching his videos, like watching an episode of the Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. I mean, he's, everything is handed to him. And he's, he's earned it. He's got to there. But you got to keep it. Yeah. And maybe he's not going to have those same opportunities and he's going to go to a lesser tier team, perhaps. So he's got to make something happen soon. Otherwise, he's looking at, look, I'm not going to be one of the guys. Yeah. Anderson is looking like, lately, he can definitely be one of those guys for however long he feels like it. Well, let's, hypothetically, let's say Adam gets healthy, starts putting in some good results, and those two continue on a good path for their career. My point is that if you're a pro circuit Kawasaki kid, yeah, Forkner or whoever, there's no place for you to go. Right. Right? So maybe a guy who's just now starting with pro circuit, like a hammocker, he goes three three years with Mitch. Well, then maybe by that time, Jason's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's a spot open up, and he just happens to slide into it. Where if you're a guy right now coming out, you're pointing out at pro circuit, you, Kawasaki's not even an option yeah. for you. And that's how that program is designed, you know. Star Yamaha well, they, is running the whole program there, but it Mitch runs Kawasaki's, etc. So the answer to that, and the way that I always looked at it, was when I was at Team Green and then at Honda, was be fast, keep making forward progress, and if I wasn't making forward progress in the off seasons, between weeks during the season, in our little weeks off during the season, if I wasn't somehow a little bit better than I was at the last race and showing that kind of potential for whoever's eyes are on me to put me in a good ride if I wasn't earning that and improving I knew that it was a matter of time before that opportunity is gone mm-hmm. so Jeff Spencer at Honda he said opportunity doesn't present itself to those that don't give it 100% that's why, that's why I like this whole deal mm-hmm. I didn't even know what 100% was I put the sticker on my chest protector at Anaheim in 84. I didn't even know what they made. I just knew that that's kind of a reminder for me to just like, hey, give it all you got. Mm-hmm. All week, all the time. Not just, hey, I want to win, and then, you know, Wednesday you're kind of like, I don't really feel like it. Do the work so that you can expect a result. Yeah. And if you don't do that, those guys are just going to end up going like, hey, there's nowhere for me to go. Yeah. Everybody wants to win until it's time to earn it. Yeah, you just you yeah. have to give it all you got and earn it. Otherwise, it's going to slip through your fingers. It's good to see Mosman up here just smiling. You know, you never know. Maybe he 
could have come out of this bummed like, ah, man, I feel like I wanted to win, but. Hey, it's pretty cool to win a heat and lead a lot of laps in the main and like feel the heat from the finish line. You know, it was still pretty hot when he got there. Yeah. He, he didn't lose by much. So um, he's got to hold his head high and realize that, ah, man, I had it and it got yeah. away from me. But is anybody surprised? I mean, Craig is, is so fast and experienced and good in the whoops. You start looking at the points now. Hunter's 11 down. Michael's 14 down. I mean, it's going to take a, a DNF from Christian to get them back in the mix here. Right? I mean, something yeah. big. He can be beat, but even if he gets beat, it's only three points. Yeah. So he can manage the championship now. So he, he Craig had to answer the call, and he did. He had a real rotten first turn and main event last week, right around no visor, and then during yesterday's practice, a big crash and a scare, and uh, he withstood all that and won. That's impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. He's, he's, he's on it. He, he's definitely the quickest guy this year. Yeah. And um, I was saying, hey, the pressure's on him. And Mosman got the start. The pressure was really on him. And uh, he responded. So he's solid. Hunter is like, I need to go faster. It's just simple as that. Here's another look at what happened when Freeze went down. Yeah, and you got to understand, Shimoda, oh, he, can't, man. he can't just hit the brakes no. and the whoops, you know. You, you let off the gas abruptly then your front end drops and you're going that's why you don't want to follow you know we talked about that earlier you brought Mm -hmm. that up if i was uh, shimoda i would have been maybe over to the right but then you're also following what line's good in those whoops right maybe maybe he hadn't gone to the right or that that wasn't working for him and whoops are tough that way because you know a lot of times there's one really good line maybe you found a little corner or something that's good but I mean, it, yeah, you follow for sure. They, that, there was a line through them in uh, Oakland. Mm. Um, but don't be surprised if that happens. That's just, it's unfortunate. I hope Freeze is okay. And uh, Shimoda and the dang whoops. Another sushi roll. That's a, that was a bummer. That's not his fault. No, it's not his fault at all. He's having one of those years. It'll come together for him. He's a, he's a good, hardworking kid. I, and I'm only, one thing that I would say about Freeze, he didn't get knocked out. Uh, he jumped right up, ran off the track, for sure rang his bell. I'm hoping that when the foot peg or it looked like the tire hit him and I then something the tire, else, yeah, he got hit a second time. It was like not a one of those. It was kind of wasn't as bad as it could maybe, have been. Maybe just I his hope. boot, even yeah. But it's a, it's a natural instinct. Anytime you fall, anybody that rides, you know, as soon as you fall, you turn around and look what's coming at you. And he had a Dunlop tire coming at him. Man, it would have been better to stay low. Yeah, I know if he'd have just laid in the bottom, maybe yeah. that's your best move. I would have been like Ken in <laughs> Oakland when Sexton rode over him. Yeah, here's your tip for the day. Yeah. You crash in the whoops. Stay low. Lay down in there like a bunker and uh, hope to take over the top of you. All right, so you, what do you expect out of this 450 main event here? We've got to line it up right now. I expect... Uh, Another Sexton hole shot? He or Ken. Those guys are getting off the gate really good. Whatever the balance is on their bike, they're, they're putting the power down and getting good starts um if they get it they're fast enough to keep it uh but eli sure looked good you know he he looked uh uh just 
extra relaxed, a little extra confident, moving the bike around a little bit more. I saw it, I saw it yesterday. Um, and, I, you know, the track, there's no lap times. It was just part of the track. But it, it just looked to me like he was he was uh, feeling it. Yeah. And then he backed that up in his heat race. So if he gets anywhere near the front or even a start, then uh, it's this is going to be a good race. I, it, each round that goes, it just, you know, the it's who's going to be there at the end it's it's getting revealed Webb I mean he needs to make something happen he usually I think the odds are or what he's done in the past he's usually comes on at round three and if he wins that he goes on and win the title there's people running stats around and I, I saw that he can step up and do it tonight he didn't look good in his heat but remember I was saying in the main he figures out a way yeah I uh, wouldn't count him out he typically does better in whoops that you can jump through. And mm-hmm. I think something why he likes the East Coast. Yeah. Those whoops typically get hammered down and you can pick a, a way to jump through them easier. I don't think you can do that through these tonight. No. They're just too fast. Yeah. And it's going to be sketchy. Guys are going to crash. But some whoops you just can't jump through. And I think this is going to be one of those sets. And maybe he'll figure them out right away, but that's typically not his Man, I mean, my wheels are turning on like... Gosh, what what is going to happen? I don't know. It's really well. A this good is season. the neat thing. To your point, you always see really a good season. Layers peel off after each round. Okay, all right, that guy. You can see he's maybe not going to be in it long run. Yeah. Uh, okay, this guy's kind of rising to the top, and you start to take shape of it. We've only peeled a couple layers off yeah. the onion. You know, there's it's, still so many things to be determined. There's a lot left. That could Plessinger rode great. He rode great. Um, Stewart, I think, is capable of more than we've seen so far tonight. Yep. Um, he's he's been just kind of quiet, but not that far off. And Anderson has not been killing his heat races, but in the main event, yeah. he's on it. Yeah. So, as much as I want to say, yeah, he didn't look great in that heat. I don't know that that matters. No, we'll, as soon as he got fired we'll up a little out. bit with uh, McElrath, he he got on it. He was fast. He's been he was fast at Anaheim one. He won Oakland. He was. Kind of, he had a shot at winning last weekend, and um, I don't. It, that didn't go away. So yeah. he's still there, unless he just gets a horrible start. I think we're going to see this track get really hard and, and a little more slick. We had so much rain here in Southern California, the end of December, which is when all this dirt was brought in and laid out and starting to be built. It was very soft and muddy. If you remember the opening round, pretty yeah. soft and sticky. Well, we've had Santa Ana conditions here in Southern California for the past 10 days, which is just dry winds, warm temps, and this dirt is really dried out. So you can tell they've been watering it the last couple of days trying to get it ready, but you see those shiny spots just looking on the TV on that jump behind Daniel's head. Yeah. You can see it's hard as a rock in places. And where even when you it looks, okay, it looks dark brown, like there's good traction, you'll get down to that hard base. And you know, you ridden there oh, since yeah. I have. I mean, how, how sli- is it more slick now uh, than it was, you know, an hour ago, you think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. As it gets cooler, then that moisture comes back up through the dirt. So it actually gets kind of like shiny and, and uh, wet slick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's been so hard packed and dry and warm. So, the line day. choice, um, I would say that. What I always looked for when it got a shiny, slick groove is I would go into a corner a little harder and go wide on purpose because all that really nice dirt just got pushed out yeah. there and I had a cushion. Yep. And if I was the only guy hitting it every lap, I knew I would push it a little bit. As soon as you know five or six other guys or more find that, that cushion, 
it gets pushed further, so it's only good for a little while. So you gotta search and be careful on the throttle and be in a big hurry because this, this pack is requiring so much speed. Um, it's, man, it's, I haven't been this into Supercross in a long time. I don't think we've seen a season like this with this much depth and potential winners still since like, uh, you know, the 1990, maybe 92 season. Yeah. Uh, those seasons we had so many good guys. The one, uh, the Atlanta race comes to mind yeah. in 90. Yeah, that was a really good one. They all had a, sh- a chance at the lead. Oh, Finally, Wardy came through and won it. So Zacho's liking Jason Anderson. He knows. Well, I mean, I, you got to take yeah. what he says. I mean, he I, he knows. Yeah. See how long that start is. It's going to get real weird oh, right there at the inside. Right at that Kawasaki tough block, we're going to start to see some drama happen. Yeah. Mosman had a good jump. It wasn't like the whole shot. I think he let off a, just a touch early to make sure he held the inside. Yeah. And uh, that's what enabled Freeze to, to kind of get out there and stay ahead of him. But uh, I don't know. I think these guys are going to come together. Let's see. All of you got Eli, Anderson, Roxon, or Sexton, Plessinger, all kind of middle of the right side as you're looking at the TV. And that's where it's going to get tight because you're going to have guys from the outside coming in and pressing. You're going to have Marv yeah. and whoever is. Is that Kenny on the very inside? I think, I he's, can't see I think who's Kenny's all inside of these guys, yeah. So you're going to have all them pushing out, and that's where there's only room for so many bikes. Yeah, Every it, single guy they just showed can win. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's not great. saying that's it. Hey, it's exciting. I don't know if Wilson can, okay? I'm being honest. But the, everybody else, they can. Wilson is capable of getting a start, though, and running up there. Absolutely. He's legit. All right, 10 seconds to the card goes sideways. Eli worked a lot on his starts this week from what I saw on the Internet. We'll see if it paid off. Gates down. That's Kenny. Oh, no. It's Marv. No. McElrath and... Kenny, yep. Wow. Malcolm Stewart in third. Anderson's right up wow. there. Muskin's right up there. I don't see any Yamahas. That this is... is what Stewart needed. Oh, no. Eli's there. He's fifth, sixth. I don't see Ferrandis. Bogle got a pretty good start. I don't see Sexton. Do you? No. Okay, so this is interesting. Wow. Malcolm up front. We've been waiting for him to get a start and sort of put himself into the mix. Here we go. This is his opportunity, and he's got a little buffer behind him with with uh, McElrath. <laughs> this is good stuff, because there's some guys oh, that can. McElrath's going inside of him right now. Ooh. I think McElrath is going to start getting hounded by Anderson. Yeah, I think you're and that's right. That's going to affect what he's doing with Malcolm. McElrath has got to be one of the best starters I've ever seen. It, fundamentally, that guy is sound, and, and look at him. He doesn't. Here comes Jay. He's going by. Yeah. He's McElrath is a hell of a rider. He's just got to get comfortable with running with these guys. It's so gnarly to be up there. For Anderson, there's nothing new. Stewart, he's been up there before. But um, the guy with the least experience of this kind of racing condition with all these guys is, is McElrath. So it's understandable that these guys are getting the better of him right now. Yeah, and every time he runs up there for a while, you know, a couple more laps, a couple more laps, he'll get more comfortable. 
He's a hell of Although a rider, though, but he's got a He's got his hands full. Yeah. Right now. Running order Roxon, Stewart, Anderson, Tomax in fourth, Sexton fifth, McElrath, Muscan, Wilson, Webb, and Bogle in tenth place. So still looking for Barsha. He's in twelfth. Ferrandis is eleventh. Um, and Jason Anderson. Sexton just made a move. 16th. Oh, they got Sexton that. is coming. Wow. And when Sexton got the lead last week. And then uh, Tomac got into second. He lost time. He did, yeah. So Sexton remembers that. Well, this is going to be an interesting fight here. Anderson, that Anderson, Tomac, Sexton, soon to be Moosecan group. Uh, it'll be interesting to me to see if they can catch up and get on the back of Roxon or not. When Kenny gets out front and he gets a little cushion like this, he's so good. If he can just relax, he doesn't make mistakes, man. Uh, these guys aren't going to leave him alone. There's just too, too much many of them. speed back yeah. there behind him. There's just too much. It's you know He can hold him off for another eight or nine laps, but there's another eight laps or so after that. Kenny's fun to watch, though. He's so smooth, too. He's just so... He's got such finesse. You know, he, his throttle control, the way he just looks oh. so light on the bike. Plessinger's down. He looks hurt. That's after the sand... Or out of the... He went outside of the sand oh, section. Man. Anderson making moves. So here we go. Wow. He is... He is proven to be the guy, isn't he? Roxon. Yeah. Each week, he's the guy that... Could be there, should have won perhaps, or did. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't really seen any other riders come through the field the way Jason has. Look at even Sexton, he hasn't moved on Tomac. But last weekend, Anderson went through Tomac, he just yeah. went through Malcolm, and he is pulling Roxon in. And took time out of Sexton before smoke started coming up. Yes. So he's definitely the biggest, uh, the biggest surprise of the year for me. Not that I expect him to be bad, but he is, uh, I would say, clearly the fastest guy, but only in the main events. Yep. Which is the right time to be fast, I suppose. Wow, this is such good. I love this season. <laughs> it's the, this is that freight train kind of parade I was talking about. It's a fast parade. Oh, look at Eli. Eli going inside to Malcolm. That was a nice pass, too. Left him room. Malcolm said he got tight last week, and I, when you get tight, it's right about now. Yeah. And you know how that is. It's, you're like, no. Cause, you, and he, you know. it's possible he could have been a little bit worried about it. If it happened last week, you're like, why did that happen? I don't know. When you go out there, you just got to cross your fingers and hope you don't get tight, because as soon as you start getting tight, it's over. I, I would guess that's what's happening to Malcolm now. And it's interesting, you're, at about five minutes that happens, because at five minutes you either... Whoa! Oh, no! Whoa. Oh, man, Anderson went inside and just clipped they Kenny. Just came together. I, Did the lines come together, or what happened there? Yeah, the berms came together. Oh, Kenny, Anderson going, definitely man. went in and forced it. He was aggressive, but I, I don't think he meant that. Well, Eli's up, up all over him now. Let's see how he handles that. And he actually pulled time on Eli and the whoops. Yeah, this is, uh, boy. 
Eli is looking good. <laughs> he takes a look this back. This is good stuff. Love it. I wonder if he bent anything on the bike. I mean, they hit pretty hard. I want to see a replay of that. Or if it just rattled him a little bit because he, he definitely lost some time. Got thrown out of his rhythm. I don't think he has time to think about anything like that except for, hey, I, here comes Eli. So their lines just came together. That inside yep. berm drifted out into the outside berm. Yep. Just the way it's formed up. and Anderson's like, hey, man, I had the inside, I had the pace, I had a wheel on you, so I'm yeah. sorry, but I want to win. These guys are flying. Sexton to third. Sexton, you know he's tow. not. He's going to pull him in if he can. Let's see. What's a 2.3 back to him right now? Not far. Man, Webb was just hovering in 10th for a long time and finally starting to move up, but 11 seconds back. He is way out of the hunt. A lot of time left, but he's... He's dug himself a pretty big hole. And Ferrandis has moved up. So Anderson, Tomac, Sexton are your top three. Stewart, Moosecan, Ferrandis. Actually, Ferrandis just passed Marv to go to fifth. So he's on the move. He's going to be on the same straightaway with him here in just a it second. It just doesn't appear that Anderson's going to get away from Eli. So Maybe Eli will get tired. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. No, this is going to be a long race for Jason if he wants to win it. So you're looking at... Anderson at his best, and you're looking at Eli at his best. Yeah. This is uh, kind of like, you know, I did Sanaheim, I'll just say it. There was a time when I was at my best, Rick Johnson was at his best, it was a great race. This is going to be a great race, and here comes Sexton. Wow. God, Eli's somehow pulling him a little bit. Roxon running 19th. Watch Anderson. Oh, here. wow. Did you see that? Oh! Oh, well, there's good, what happened. Good save, though. Really good save. Wow, cool move. How hard do you think he'll push here? Anderson will push to get back up on Eli. He's going to give it everything he's got. There's no... Well, just be smart. He's giving it everything he's got. If well, he he's got to because he's got Chase up his rear end, too. If he doesn't, the race is getting away from him. Yeah, and he's going to be dealing with, you know, he might even get to stay in second. Yeah, he's got to go. Everybody has got, all three of these guys, they're oh, not being smart. Oh, he's still tripling up there. Yeah, they're not being smart right now. They're, they're going as fast as they can. They're not holding anything back. They all have to. And I don't think they're riding tight. There's no sign of any sort of anything holding them back. So we are just now at about halfway here at 11 minutes. Wow. Yeah, that, that's too bad that Kenny went down. All right, let's get a look at this pass again. You can see Kenny goes wide, Jason goes inside, and the line's just... Yeah, well, if I, I was just Kenny, connect. I'd be kind of like, dude, you're mad a little bit. I'm like, sure he's pissed now. When but he's, he should not have gone wide. When he sees the the footage, though. He should not have gone wide. This kind of a little tiny bit in a way. I don't, I don't want to make it 
totally the same. But when Ferrandis went inside of Craig that time, yeah, they just came together. They both thought they had it. Um, and Craig shouldn't have gone wide. And in this case, I don't think Roxton should have gone wide. He knew that uh, Anderson was that close. Sometimes you have a line you like and you don't want to switch. Could have been that, but still, he, he, he took a chance, and that didn't pay off at all. Well, that, that early in the race when you know you've got a bunch of guys on you, I don't know. Ferrandis is riding really well. He's been picking up the pace here these last couple weeks. Didn't have a great first couple of rounds, but he's going to figure it out too. He's no, uh, he's no slouch. Stewart has regrouped just a bit, and he's kind of holding position. He doesn't look like he's trying to survive. Good for him. It looked like he was maybe going to have, you know, like what was happening to Marvin last week, just start going backwards a bit. He's, I don't think Ferrandez going to leave him alone, but he's riding pretty good. When you watch Dylan's bike, does it look as high in the rear to you and as quick moving? No. It's a little bit maybe riding style, though. Like, it seems to me like, um, wow. Ooh! Barsha just tripling, triple, triple through that section, making up a lot of time. Webb trying to I jump. think the, the way that Yamaha looks between Ferenis and Tomac, that's their style. Tomac's like up over the front end a lot, really hard on the front brake. And Anderson, and, uh, uh, Ferrandis, that is, I think he rides a little bit more in the middle. A little more neutral. Kind of hangs off the back a bit more. Yeah, so. Barsha was pretty quiet. Like all the practices and everything, nothing, I didn't see him do anything special. And it's good to see him like showing up here and Webb. Because they were, they were pretty far back. Well, man, if you're Cooper Webb, though, you're 17 seconds out of the lead right now, running seventh place. I can't believe you're real stoked with that. No. So. No, these, both these guys are going as fast as they can. That's just that's all they got. They uh, lollygagged a little bit early on, and... Even if they get comfortable now, you're like you said, they're, that's too much to make up. Look at, man, I love the way Barsha's getting into that whoop section. He's coming in hot. This is the one downside for racers, and I wonder if it's affecting them. You know, you, <laughs> you're riding as hard as you can. You're riding great, like these two, for example, and you're getting seventh or eighth. Yeah, well, that's the, uh, for us, that's, What's great about the season, there's that many good guys. You just can't be like how it was with Reed and Carmichael and some of those eras where you could, you know, get a 15th place start or mess up early in the race, be way back and still get second yeah. or third. It does, I don't think those, you can do that. Those days are now. over for right now. There's nobody that fast. Barsha looking at the inside but thinking, uh nah, that would be a be dirty. another red card. Yeah. <laughs> you think that plays into his uh, race strategy or when he's behind somebody like this? Do you think he's thinking like, oh, I got to be careful? Well, oh. oh. Coop grabs a little too much front brake or maybe he caught that Dunlop tough block with his front brake lever. Yeah, I think his wheel wasn't in that. It was on the inside of that rut washing out. And you know what? I don't he's like just going to cruise around just, the whoops. Yeah, go through the whoops. 
I don't like how they do that anymore. Uh, you know, it's you get a bad start, you just ride on the side of the track. If you can't get on because it's not safe, okay. But when you just skip the whoops, like Barsha and Vogel did last week. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't. I don't love it either. But some should happen. He only lost the one spot to Barsha. That's not too bad I mean, for him. But he didn't gain anything. He didn't just hammer through there. But let's see if we look can at see Barsha. The way he triples, triples again. Oh yeah, I he think just he got was getting ready to cut back to the inside of Webb there, and Webb was trying to protect that perhaps and yeah. turned too sharp and washed out. Tomac getting away. That uh, that extra. Oh look at this, Ferrandis, going inside of Mookie, taking over fourth. I think Ferrandis is faster because Tomac is on that team. Oh yeah. Those so, I think those two have helped each other. Yeah. They they've helped each other, but I think Eli is, is towing Ferrandis. This is a good ride from him. Yeah, it it's not gonna be long before Dylan's winning races. He's he's too good and he's too focused and committed. I I don't remember a guy that's been as just singularly focused as he is. Yeah. He doesn't care about anything at all over here except winning dirt bike races. I saw him down at a, an event at 100%, and uh, he and his wife were there. His wife, I, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was somewhere in the season where they had a break, and I was like, is he going to enjoy some time off a little bit? And, and his wife was like, no. She looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> like, no, we're going to get to work. He works really hard. Mm. Whatever he can be doing, he's doing it. Yeah. He doesn't waste any days. He's, and he expects results from that, and he's getting them. Kenny's only moved up to 17th. Uh, I assume he's going to grab a few more spots, but boy, with it's only a, four minutes and a, a lap left. That's a big hit. This is going to be a bummer. To be leading that race, and, you know, hey, he's, even if Anderson got by him, he's still got a shot at, you know, top three. Uh, that's, a, that's a big hit. I mean, you know, no pun intended. It just, what a disappointment. I mean, he's won here, uh, was three times before he got another. He's won four times now. He had a shot. At it. Yeah, that's really too bad. That's going to, that's going to make it, I mean, you know, he's a guy who definitely, over the course of the season, tends to fall off a little bit. He has to leave California up in the points you know, Chase. Man, he's got two more weekends. If he can't pull off some wins, he's going to be out of it. Oh, Brayton's down. Oh, looks like he's up and okay. Just a little disgusted. <laughs> so bad, it's hard to say what went wrong. There's so many things that could go wrong. As Tomac went by, you could see through those right-handers, feet up. Yeah. His balance is amazing. He does so much feed up stuff. When he first came onto the scene, I really dug how he'd have his head way forward, looked like a cheetah, and feed up. See, there's no need to put him down. It's balanced. And uh, wheeling over stuff, like coming into corners with breaking bumps and just jumping through them. And wheel I mean, he, he did something kind of like a scrub. Yeah. Everyone started copying that. So Eli is back where he was hoping he'd be with this new color, new bike, new change. It's paying off. 
that riding style with your feet on the pegs has just sort of evolved over the last several seasons and it's I think it's just a a byproduct of the four strokes and the way they yeah. as you come off the throttle they automatically through the engine brake weight that front tire where on a two stroke the ways to do that with braking and suspension setup and then throwing your foot out and forward and getting up forward on the tank weighted that front tire and got yep. you to settle in with these bikes the engine brake automatically kind of loads that front tire so unless it's a long rut or there's a chance you could possibly wash the front end Mm-hmm. You don't have to put your foot out. The bike's yeah. already set into the perfect position to turn. So you just sit down like he just did there, and you just leave your foot on the on the peg, and the bike does the rest. Yeah, I think there's a lot more gyro with all those moving parts, and they're moving up higher. Mm-hmm. The crank used to be down at the bottom of the engine. So the if you understand it, it's like the guys that in freestyle that do whips and everything. If, once you start to understand how that bike wants to move, and learn how to move with it, then there really is no need to put your foot out. It's not that I, that's a, the new style or anything. It's just that if you're that balanced and you understand the way the bike works and work with it, then you can have that sort of Stefan Everts feet up deal. And um, Eli's got it down. And he really looks good. What I saw yesterday watching him just messing it just was like a, a raw practice. Um, he just looked like he was going to do this. Yeah. Well, to Anderson's credit, he's only 2.5 seconds behind him. Actually closed it a little bit, but Eli's thinking, okay, I don't have that much to go. Can back it off just a notch. See how hard he was on the brake coming into that finish line corner. The back tire was almost off the ground. Really hard on that front end. Mm. Anderson's closing. Looks like to me. See there? Oh, he's still tripling up onto that thing. Yeah. That cost him the lead, but he didn't shy from it. It's fast. That impresses me. When it, when you have a mistake that almost costs, it costs you the lead, almost cost you your night, and you continue to do it. Look at this. It's close. He's running out of time, but he, Eli cannot afford a mistake anywhere. You know, I wondered if we had seen a while back, if we'd see more of this, where satellite teams end up running the factory's efforts, like we're seeing mm-hmm. with Star Yamaha. Just makes more sense. They're able to, you know, offer parts and bikes and set, oh. whoa, little swap there for Eli. Uh, more technical support, more support for more teams, and still probably spend less money. Yeah. Um, and I actually like that model better. It's a little more kind of like what NASCAR would do, you know. Just yep. I think it provides more opportunities. So uh, I'm glad to see it working here with Yamaha and the Star Guys. Yeah, they have a good program. And it's like they just went, what works? Okay, let's go do that. And they just, you know, it's a little bit paint by numbers, but it's it's one thing to think about it and try it, but it's another to actually just go for it, get all those pieces of the puzzle under your tent and they've got a great program and they got a lot of young kids coming up looking forward to seeing Levi Kitchen and the East Coast coming up soon and then eventually when Deegan moves up he's, he's going to be there one of these days and he's got a nice uh, bunch of guys to look at to fill their shoes one day yeah well I think we might have seen tonight 
a little bit of this championship chip chase. Uh, we peeled another layer back, and these top three right here, kind of on another level tonight, huh? Yep, they're gonna be there. Eli Anderson and Sexton. I think you got to look at those three guys and think this is probably who it comes down to. Yep. Would you agree with that? I do. I do. Webb is showing a little bit of weakness. Um, and I'm not writing him out. Webb could no. definitely, he always comes on stronger. Yep. Two-time champion. He knows what he's doing. Roxon lost a big chunk. They're just showing chinks in the armor. That three right there you're looking at. Plus the mystery fourth guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you'd think that Webb would be that fourth guy. And probably should be. I think he probably uh, will. I think that he, he will get there, but yeah. it's going to be a late season charge because Sexton has is, is got some. He's he's proven that he can still be there, regardless of what's going on. They get this far through the series, he's still right there. He wasn't far back. They were all pushing hard all the way to the end, and they're they're probably all pretty pretty stoked with their performance. Um, it looked like when Anderson crossed the finish line, he did that head kind of like, damn it kind of a thing you know yeah I gotta I gotta believe he feels like he gave that one up yeah wow good stuff really good stuff <sighs> so what do you think what's your take from that main event another uh Eli's gotta feel good right now like I can win this championship um I don't know that he felt that last week he was Sexton was faster uh Anderson was faster um, yeah, was he happy with his progress and the team? Yeah, yeah, moving forward, but it wasn't like, you know, he's feeling like he does now. Now that he's in, he's just kind of chipped away, chipped away, and I think he alluded to that in one of his interviews on the podium, I think after the heat tonight. Like, we are, you know, this is what we're doing, and um, he's not working his way up to there and going to lose it. Yeah. He's, he's there to stay. Sexton is is looking like he's there to stay. Anderson is there to stay. Um, it's going to be a good fight. Man. I think it is going to be a fight. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have to obviously, if you're looking at those three guys, and let's say you throw Webb in there. Let's say he comes on later and puts himself, injects himself into the title chase later on, which I think is probably a good chance of that. Yep, I agree. you got to look at Eli and um, Anderson as, as former champions to probably have a little bit of an edge over Sexton. Mm -hmm. Still pretty young, pretty easy to get caught up in something and throw it away, mm -hmm. right? Have your, have a 12th. Yeah. Um, how good would it be if it came down to, you know, those three former champions, Webb, Tomac, and Anderson, and then throw Sexton in there mixing it up? I'm gonna, I believe Ferrandez is on... He's, I think he wins one yeah, before this season's over. He's like, Eli's doing this, and but... Ferrandis yeah. is right underneath him, and they're they're both moving yeah. forward. And yeah. Their, their confidence with that. Yeah. The confidence in whatever they're doing over there with the team, whatever that's going on with the bike. I mean, to me, Eli's bike just looks so nose down, but uh, apparently that works great. <laughs> well, like you said, he he's on the brakes so hard. I think it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's going like to dive a little like bit. That. But Did so you? yeah, but then you know you look at. Uh, Hannah had a really stiff front end, soft rear end. Uh, Jeremy had a really stiff front end, a really soft rear end. Carmichael had a really stiff front end and a really sagged low. Uh, Villapoto, low. So, I mean, those guys were fat. Uh, Stewart, stiffest forks perhaps ever. Yeah. They didn't even go down. It's a little bit of soft rear end. 
I mean, look at the guys I just mentioned, and they all had the same setup, and here comes Tomac with the, no, I like it this way. I liked the nose down, too. I used to raise my fork tubes in the clamps, like five millimeters, just to get it to carve. Um, it seems like that's not good for the start, maybe, and maybe not good through the whoops, but you got a good start in the heat and the main. Well, I would, the whoops, fine. I would think having your front end down would, would help your start, because he's probably fighting a wheelie. Yeah, you know, on this maybe. tacky dirt. So maybe that front end down lets him drive a little. I'm bit. just happy that he's, you know, like uh, if this didn't work for him, then he's thinking, ah, oh, you know, yeah, I'm a dad now, and enough's enough. You know, how do I? I'll finish this out and then maybe just retire. But gosh, man, it's just so nice to see him back up front like that, and. Too bad for Ken. He was capable of making that race maybe a little bit more exciting, keeping more people in the seats <laughs> instead of going to the car because it did, it did sort of string out. But um, I don't know how solid he is uh, race in and race out. It seems like when he has issues, they're pretty big. Yeah. God. And I got to think he's going to go back, watch that crash. He's probably pissed off. Uh, yeah, I don't blame him. He'll watch that crash though and go, well. I went wide. What, he didn't come in to try to kill him. He was, Anderson was falling the inside berm. Yeah. They just met, you know. And if anything, Kenny kind of hooked that outside and, and the line cut, a bit. cut in. Yeah. yeah. Actually, thirty-eighth uh, career win for Eli. It's good for him. A happy Eli is is scary. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier when he gets when he's on. He's back to that. And he, I feel like he's, he's, back, he's to that. back to that tonight for yeah. sure. He's almost unbeatable. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. he doesn't have a lot of weaknesses no. when he is in that zone. Just the start in the first couple laps. That would be his weakness. There's his mom Yeah. on the right, and I would assume his wife. I remember seeing Eli at the it was in Vegas. So unofficial results real quick. Let me run through these. Tomac, Anderson, Sexton on your podium. Ferrandis, Malcolm Stewart, Marv, Barsha in seventh, Cooper Webb, Dean Wilson, Shane McElrath, and Mac, Max Anstey rounding out your top ten. Plessinger not finishing that, 22nd. Um, Kenny rocks into 13th. That's going to hurt, man. That, that's taking him way down now. He's going to be almost a full race back. Yeah, that was a big hit. Okay, so right now you have to lay money on a, on a title winner. Who is it? Oh, let's hear what he says about this. Yeah, he said, kind of admitted he hasn't really been feeling it all day, you know. And so, again, we didn't see him anywhere near the front in the time qualifying um, he didn't really show up till the main event he's been doing that all year a little bit mm-hmm. but he you know, admits he wasn't reading the track right all night I, I don't think that that's his fault if he's getting booed that's the wrong call uh, yeah I, I wouldn't boo him so who would win it I would put I would put it on Eli you put it on Eli yeah um, too many things are going right oh, and oh it was his boot Yeah, freezes. Thinking, why didn't I stay down? Down. Well, <laughs> well he's got know, a rip in his jersey there too, so maybe the. Can't blame him for seeing who's coming, but boy, he looked up at the wrong time. 
They said he bit wow. his tongue and got to get some stitches. So only six points down for Sexton. Tomac with the lead, obviously. Anderson's only eight down. Webb's only 12 down. Barsha's only 13 down. Uh, you get to Stewart. He's 15 back. Yeah, and then it starts to get pretty yeah, ugly. Yeah, it's starting to spread out. So you asked me and put me on the spot. Uh, I'd say Eli because they really thought hard about where should we go to get the most out of what's left mm-hmm. in their racing career. They thought that through. John Tomac is pretty sharp. Yes. Um, training program is sharp. He's won titles before. He can win indoors and out. He's, he's in a happy place. I would put it on him. Somebody's going to have to take it from him. I think that's smart money. I, I would almost, I mean, just what from I, what I've seen, I'd almost, I think it's going to be him or Anderson. Yeah. Jason's been the fastest guy, and I, and I think if tonight if he doesn't have that run-in with Ken... And or he doesn't have doesn't blow that one turn. I don't think Eli passes him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a scrapper, and they, when they their weaknesses sometimes they get kind of buried in the pack a little bit, but they both do that. Yeah. So they're they're both aggressive and strong, and they I ain't got time to be tired. Yeah. Thing. They're scrappers. They come on at the end. Um, they'll. Do what it takes, and if the other guy doesn't endo, well, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I, I, those guys are definitely going to be uh, going head to head. Webb has to make something happen, like tomorrow. He's twelve back. I mean, that's not the end of the world. But you're right. At a point, what? What? I mean, at what point does it start to be too much? Fifteen to twenty? Well, it's not so much even the points. I mean, there's that, but. Um, the psychological like, yeah, side of it. It's what's going on in your head. It's mm-hmm. this is so mental. These guys are all capable of great. But um, you know, I was listening to the golf thing today at Torrey Pines and it's like it's a game of misses and who misses the best kind of a thing. Yeah. I think it's how they were putting it. It's like, okay, when you you know, like Tiger said it, we're all good. But how good is your bad? Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking at here. And I haven't really seen that in this sport where there's that much depth and the guys are that close. But now I think that analogy fits. How good is your bad? Um, Roxon's bad is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Plessinger, bad. Um, Webb, it's kind of bordering on bad. You can't get away with being that far back in the pack, that deep into the main event anymore, or he's going to drop another chunk and no I mean he gets an 8th Anderson got an 8th with no cool in his bike yeah exactly. you gotta do better than that gotta you do know? better he has to tomorrow like maybe take a breather and then Monday something has to change he's mm-hmm. gotta be faster he's gotta want it more he's gotta get hungrier um, I'm sure Roger DeCoster's not walking around over there like no we're good they're not good mm-hmm. so when I kind of was hard on Moseman after Oakland like hey it's that they're going in and out and it's all funny but they need to serious it up over there a little bit well now Webb's in that position mm-hmm. he has to make he's not that far back I was surprised when I saw 12 12 points um, but it's it's the psychological thing he, he those guys I mean when he's going over the finish line jump they're way over there somewhere yeah you're not even in the race yeah, that's, you know how that feels oh I know <laughs> it's, unfortunately I know how that feels crappy it's not great and you still start feeling like I'm, you know, I'm not that I'm not fast enough mm-hmm so you got to go get faster. Mm-hmm. And it, you can't just go, well, the bike. No, you, 
Okay, Carmichael's Kawasaki, he wasn't happy with it, but he still won. He went to Honda and kind of screwed it up. I know people at Honda, and at the time, my mechanic involved was involved in team managing, and he said kind of Ricky went so weird with the setup on it that he kind of wrecked it. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't the best bike. Then he went to Suzuki. It definitely wasn't the best. He still won. So it comes down to, like, it's the rider. Yeah. And I, I don't think that with Ian and Roger over there at KTM that the, the bike is the problem. I think Webb has to to muster it up. Well, and it's an interesting storyline with him. He, he left, can. He left Alden he this year. To. And so he's doing his own training with, you know, in his own program. And... You know, Alden's got a record of winning, mm-hmm. and people who leave there have a record of not winning. Um, so it'll be like we said at the that beginning of the year. It's going to be interesting to see if Webb how he does now on his own. And I, I'm seeing video of him here, and he looks heavy to me. Uh-huh. He looks like he's got an extra ten pounds on him that he he didn't I mean, have last the, year. The one thing about that, though, on the other the flip side of that is that the three guys in front of him aren't at Alden's. True. So um, it's hard to get in shape. Or and make progress physically during the season. You can only do so much and have your body recover from that. I know that just from Ironman stuff. I, I learned I was overtrained and all screwed up in motocross most of my career, but I didn't know that, so I just raced like I was in shape. But I was, if I was, you know, giving it a hundred percent, I only really had eighty percent to give because I just drained my battery during the week with extra yeah. work. But that extra work led to confidence. And the confidence over the mental overrides your physical. Mm-hmm. So I think there's too much emphasis on physical training and not enough on riding skill. And then the mental part of like, make it happen. Yeah. Um, just because you're strong, you can't make it happen. You have to be skilled and hungry. That's yeah. the most important thing. Like Tripes was, back, way back, Tripes wasn't in shape. I wouldn't say that Bradshaw was in great shape, or Matasevich, or Damon Huffman. Those guys weren't like, you know, burly, but they still won because they were good and they were hungry. So Webb's got to get hungrier and show us who, who he is, number yeah. one. Well, it's shape, shaping up to be an awesome championship. Um, at least three or four guys have kind of emerged to the front of the pack here, and it uh, looks like we're going to have a good chase to the finish. Uh, We'll be back here next Saturday so you can catch another Saturday Night Live for the Phoenix Round or in Glendale. Uh, So thanks for tuning in. I want to shout out our our sponsors one more time. Yamaha, if you're in the market for a new bike or anything, please go check those guys out. Uh, They support all of our Whiskey Throttle show efforts, including Saturday Night Live here. So uh, we're just stoked. And Pastrana, get better. Heal Up TP. Thank you to SKDA. If you guys need graphics for your bike, have a look at their stuff first. They've got all kinds of designs you can do some semi-custom stuff with them amazing customer service Uh, matrix concepts i know you need some of this stuff you literally can't get to the track without having uh tie downs and a stand and all this stuff so go look at what they've got like i said it's a a company built by racers for racers and uh, amazing products good pricing and then also class x appreciate those guys Uh, look at their website for events that they're putting on class-xmoto.com and on-track schools. Uh, if you are in the market for any kind of homeschooling for your kids, uh, maybe it's got nothing to do with racing. You're just looking for an option outside of public schools. Check them out. A lot of uh, flexibility in the scheduling, but great curriculum and all kinds of opportunities over there. So uh, check out on-track schools. Thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week.